93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. And now, Preston and Steve's news updates with Kathy Romano. And it is Monday, February 22nd. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning in the news this morning. A manhunt is underway for the gunman who opened fire inside a bowling alley in Montgomery County on Saturday night, killing one man and injuring four others. It happened Saturday around 645 in the evening at the Hourtown Alley, formerly Facenda Whitaker Lanes, located in the 2900 block of Swede Road in East Norriton. 17-year-old Jamal Barnwell is wanted for the killing. He is being considered armed and dangerous. Authorities say Barnwell uh, walked into the bowling alley with two other men and an altercation ensued with the victim, a 29-year-old Frank Wade of West Philadelphia. Barnwell is accused of firing 15 shots inside the bowling alley. Wade was shot and killed while he was on the ground. Authorities say Barnwell and the men uh, he was with then fled the scene after the shooting. We used to go to that bowling alley quite a bit. It's a nice place. Where is it now? It's right on. Uh, it's right off of Germantown, yep. Germantown and Swede Road, uh, mm-hmm. and they recently, not that long ago, a few years ago, redid it. So there's yeah. all kinds of stuff in there. They've really got laser nice. tag. They've got, yeah, it's like yep. it's a nice place. They got a bar. I was really surprised, yeah, to hear about this, uh, especially, I mean, it's a family environment, and you don't expect something like that to take place. Uh, they left behind three cell phones, one of which belonged to Barnwell. Uh, four other family members of Wade were also injured in the shooting. Uh, they've just been identified by their age. It was a 31-year-old man, a 21-year-old man, a 19-year-old, and a 26-year-old man. All four victims are listed in stable condition at area hospitals. Montgomery County DA Kevin Seal said that there were about 50 to 75 people, including young children who were inside the bowling alley when the gunfire erupted. Some people took shelter inside a nearby mechanical closet. Barnwell is facing murder charges. He's being described as standing 6'1 and weighs roughly 150 pounds. Anyone with information is asked to call the Montgomery County Detectives Bureau Crime Tip Line or you can submit an anonymous text tip by using Monco Crimes Tip on the Stop It app. Dr. Anthony Fauci said Sunday that it's possible Americans will still need to wear masks in 2022 to protect against the coronavirus, even as the United States may reach a significant degree of normality by the end of the year. Asked by CNN's Dana Bash of uh, on State of the Union whether he thinks Americans will still need to wear masks next year, Fauci, the nation's top infectious disease expert, replied, you know, I think it is possible. Uh, the comments from Fauci uh, said that the U.S. COVID-19 death toll approaches 500,000 and the country nears a full year in its fight against the coronavirus. And though the U.S. is now steadily rolling out vaccines to fight the pandemic, the nation's top infectious disease expert underscored the importance of mitigation measures to fight the aggressive virus and its emerging variants as many Americans express pandemic fatigue. Fauci said that while he can't predict when the U.S. might return to operating as it did before the pandemic, he thinks by the end of the year we're going to have a significant degree of normality beyond the terrible burden that all of us have been through over the last year. Wearing masks is critical to slowing the spread of the virus, according to the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, which says that uh, they can help protect both the people wearing them and those around them from transmitting the virus. A leak in a sewer line is causing some issues for residents in Ventnor, New Jersey. It happened on Sunday in the area of Dorset Avenue. Officials say there was a break in the main aqua sewer sewer line and it caused raw sewage to flood into nearby streets. 
streets. Wellington Avenue remained uh, closed in def- or will remain closed indefinitely from Dorset Avenue to Victoria Avenue. Detours are in place so that people can uh, still access the Ventnor Shopping Plaza and Atlantic City. Officials urge residents to use Marshall or Burke Avenues to avoid Wellington Avenue until further notice. Pedestrian and bike traffic is also prohibited. Uh, the sewer line break was uh, has no impact on the quality of the drinking water, officials say, uh, but water testing still may be done as a precaution. In sports this morning. In an outdoor game last night in Lake Tahoe, the Flyers lost to the Boston Bruins 7-3. to The Flyers lost all five games they played against the Bruins this season. Three Boston goals in a 99-second span in the second period changed the course of what had been a one-goal game, leading to the win for the Bruins. I got to say, and it has nothing to do with the outcome of the game, I, had, I hated watching that game. Yeah. It was really hard to watch. It was really hard to follow the puck. Right. Yeah. All those outdoor games have had a difficult. I mean, yeah. it's, it's a neat novelty thing to do. It's a beautiful background. Obviously, they're in Tahoe, but it's not great hockey to watch, I don't think. David Pasternak scored 34 seconds into the game and went on to record a second hat trick of the season against the Flyers. They're back home and back indoors on Wednesday night with the game against the New York Rangers. The first place Sixers lost to the Toronto Raptors 110 to 103 last night in Tampa Bay. The Raptors temporary home for 2021. Joel Embiid had 25 points and 17 rebounds for the Sixers who lost their fourth consecutive road game as they went 5 for 21 in the fourth quarter. The two teams are back at it again tomorrow night with another game in Florida and tip-off is set for 7.30. And that's what I have for you this morning. All right, thank you very much, Kathy. Hope everybody had a uh, good weekend. Yeah, it was good. Yeah, absolutely enjoyable. we got some warmer temperatures on the way after we get back with the, with a little bit of snow. Uh, later today, and then we should be all be feeling much better. We've got a uh, good word of the week prize this week. We have $500 to give away, and it's that simple. You just need the letter of the day for the word of the week, and then Friday we'll have a word, and we'll see if you win 500 bucks. Guest-wise, we have a young lady named Leah Hatsakas who is going to be joining us. And Leah actually joined us in, well, not really in the studio. She joined us in the lobby. Yeah, wherever uh, we were, it wasn't lobby. I wish it was a nightclub. It was like a yeah, yeah. nightclub. Yeah, when we were in London broadcasting live, and uh, she is a YouTuber, mm-hmm. and she and her partner at the time uh, on YouTube uh, did a thing about um, Americans. It's it's English culture versus American culture, and the differences and the similarities. It was just fun yeah. little thing. And we saw a video of her not too long ago where she was interviewing some people on the street looking for Americans in London. Right. Found some people from Philadelphia. And she goes, oh, I was on the Preston and Steve show. They're like, oh, yeah, no kidding. So yeah. it was actually from about a year and a half ago. But we just came across it. Yeah. We just came across it. <laughs> so and we really got along with her well. So we're going to have her on. See how she's why doing. not? Yeah. Besides, it's easier for her. She's ahead in time. She's Very much so. time we are. Yeah. So we'll see what's yeah. going on in, in London. You right. sound like you're, you're from, from London. London. So, uh, that's the whole thing. She walks around. She's trying to find. She's asking Brits to do their American accents. That's part of. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. one of the things she does too, and and slang from uh, from various uh, uh, cultures. But anyhow, yeah. we'll we'll get into it with her later on this morning. from London. Thank you very much. Uh, we also have some other giveaways. In fact, we have this uh, virtual screening of the Mauritanian. 
uh, which we are going to give away because that is coming up uh, day after tomorrow, I believe. So we got to make sure that we have a chance. You know what? I can give away uh, five of these right now. Very cool. Uh, so let's take five callers. If you would like one two one five two six three WMMR, Jody Foster, uh, Shailene Woodley, Benedict Cumberbatch, Friday. Or I'm sorry, February twenty fourth at seven thirty is when you'll be able to watch us for the virtual screening pass. It's in select theaters now, available wherever you rent movies on March 2nd. So 215-263-WMMR, an early morning giveaway. How about that? Let's take a break. Let's come back in a second. The bombshell came down on Friday. Sure did. Kim and Kanye getting divorced. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. official, man. Yeah, yeah. We'll get into some of the details and so on with the entertainment report and the stupid question. We'll be back in a moment. Like what you hear? You can see it, too. Check out Preston and Steve's Daily Rush on Xfinity On Demand. Did you know you can earn rewards just by shopping at Acme? Download the Acme mobile app and redeem your reward points for discounts on gas at participating Exxon Mobile stations or for free groceries. Plus, get personalized deals and digital coupons that are just for you. Download the Acme app or visit acmemarkets.com to sign up and save. Acme, fresh foods, local flavors. And the official supermarket of MMR's Preston and Steve Show. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Let's uh, test your knowledge. Uh, Black History Month, so we're doing a uh, stupid question that falls in that category. And the uh, prize we have is a Blu-ray combo pack of the Crudes and New Age. Oh, my God. And let's see if you can get this correct. Who was the first NFL running back to rush for 2,000 yards in a single season? Wow. 215-263-WMLR. Who was the first running back to rush for 2,000 yards in a season? 215-263-WMMR is the number. And I'll go through some birthdays while we are awaiting your answer. Today uh, is Monday, February 22nd. Nick, leave this up here for a second because yeah. this guy wasn't on my list. Thomas Jane. Oh, come uh, on. We love Thomas Jane. He's a great actor, man. I think he, well, no, he was the second guy to play the Punisher in films. Lundgren was the first, maybe? Yeah, yeah. And oh. then him and uh, and then the guy from Walking Dead. I was uh, John Barenthal. Yeah, he yeah was he's great. Excellent. Uh, but he was also in 61. He played uh, Mickey Mantle. Man, was he good in that. Absolutely. I love that movie. And uh, was he, I, I didn't know this. He was in Boogie Nights. He's also in, uh, is he in Scott Pilgrim? He's in Scott Pilgrim, isn't is he? he? Yeah, he's yeah. got a small, small role. Part. Yeah, yeah. He's, uh, he's the great. vegan police. <laughs> uh, and, right, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. And, and he plays the main role in The Mist, which you know is a hilarious, hilarious. movie. It's so funny. So if you're funny. having company over this weekend, <laughs> put it on. Uh, <laughs> Happy birthday to Tom. We talked about that movie, Jane. President. It's, kind of, oh. it's so aggressively dour. It's a cool movie, oh, yeah. but there's like there's nothing good that happens to anybody. Oh, the 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 end is horrible. It's horrible. Yeah, uh, he's 52 today. Uh, Drew Barrymore's birthday today. Uh, Drew turns 46 years old today. How's her um, talk show doing? I guess it's doing. I mean, it's still on. Still on. It's a good I sign. haven't watched it, so no. I don't really know. I've she did have it. a special guest. We had. We will have clips later on if you want to play them. But um, yeah, she's. Uh, I mean, she's getting. She's pulling some big wigs. What channel is she on? <laughs> I don't know. Okay. I have no idea. Yeah. I just know that she's she's very likable. I guess that's it. She's forty six today. Uh, it's Dr. J's birthday today. Julius Irving. University of Massachusetts number six. Here's a guy who is one of the world's top neurosurgeons. Yeah. <laughs> and he chose basketball. Chose basketball mm, yeah. and excelled at that. That's my what a good doctor does. My yeah. favorite basketball player of all time. He's he was, a, he was unbelievable. 
Uh, he celebrates his 71st birthday today, so happy birthday, Dr. J. Uh, Kyle McLaughlin, the actor, has been in everything from Twin Peaks to Blue Velvet to Sex in the City. Dune. Uh, and Dune, of course. I think that was his first movie, was, was it he? not? I don't know. I, I got When when's that one coming out? March? Uh, they, well, we've heard yeah, it might have been bumped. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Not was, really sure. Was he also in this movie? What? Uh, yes. George? Yeah, he yeah. played Ray Manzarek. That's what I thought. You're correct. Okay. Yeah, he was excellent in that movie. Uh, so happy sixty-second uh, birthday to Kyle MacLachlan. Uh, it's also actress Jerry Ryan's birthday. Star Trek Voyager. Six of nine. Uh, she is fifty-three. Uh, Julie Walters. Julie uh, Jerker. <laughs> who is from the... She's been in a lot of stuff, but uh, in the Harry Potter realm, Nick, she was Molly Weasley. Oh, yeah, she's great. She's the mom? Yeah, yeah, she's... Yeah, and she has a pretty badass scene in the last movie. She fights... Um, yeah. Uh, Helena Bottom Carter's character. Yeah, and yeah, And kicks yeah. her ass. Kicks her ass. Uh, but <laughs> she's been in Billy Elliot and Educating Rita and a bunch of other things. She's 71 today. Uh, you have Rachel Dratch from Saturday Night Live. Very funny. Uh, she is 55 She's years old today. Besties with Tina Fey. Yeah. Uh, that's it for the birthdays. Let's see if we can get an answer to the stupid question. Uh, who was the first running back to rush for 2,000 yards in the season? 215-263-WMMR. We are going to go uh, to Cindy, by the way, and see if we can get an answer. Hi, Cindy. Good morning. Hi. Good morning. Cindy! All right, Cindy... <laughs> Who is the first uh, running back to rush for 2,000 yards in the season? O.J. Simpson. It was O.J. Warren Full James. Hang on, Cindy. You got it right. We are going to give you a Blu-ray combo pack of the Croods, A New Age. Your family's going to fall in love with the Croods, A New Age, with two all-new shorts and certified fresh on Rotten Tomatoes. It's uh, 100% joy from start to finish available uh, on the 23rd, so tomorrow on Blu-ray and DVD, also available on digital. There have been other running backs who have rushed for 2,000 yards in a season, but I believe O.J. is the only one who did it. I think One he did game. It. No, 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 but they played less games when he did it in a regular so season. So that's what makes it more impressive, yeah. Yeah, so he did it, and then, um, like, Derek, uh, Henry just did it this past season, um, Eric Dickerson, but they all did it in, in like a 16 game season. Yeah. I think OJ did it in a 14. He's also game. the only one who's also decapitated two people. Yes. So. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, but he was the first person uh, to rush for 2,000 yards. All right. Speaking of Crudes, which I just gave away as a prize, it was number one in the box office. Again, uh, Crudes, a new age. I uh, think it was just announced as the most successful film of all time, Preston. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, no, but it has been uh, number one for 13. <laughs> Weekends. Wow. Wow. We're living in a weird world. I don't, <laughs> I think it's be hard to find a movie that has been yeah. number one Listen, for that long. There's no arguing that it's on a Citizen Kane level, but yeah. the truth of the matter is that that is a monumental run. Uh-huh. Kathy saw it. Uh, what do you think of it? It was good. I liked yeah, it. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, then you had uh, The Little Things, Judas and the Black Messiah, Wonder Woman 1984, followed by The Marksman, Monster Hunter, Nomad Land, uh, a movie called Land. News of the World and the War with Grandpa. All right, um, we're going to lead with this story. Divorce, it's bad, no matter what. No. When there are four kids and almost $2.1 billion worth of assets, it's even worse. <laughs> no. 
Kim Kardashian filed for divorce from Kanye West on Friday and is seeking joint legal and physical custody of their four children, North, St. Chicago, and Psalm West. This just kills me because it started so beautifully with Kanye West watching her porn video. And remember, that's what he said, which you yeah. heard of Kim Kardashian initially. That's and what later he said. On, that's what he told her oh and told uh, the world, you know, Kanye has no filter. And uh, then there's the magical wedding and the whole thing. And you remember the, the U2 proposal on the the field, and it was an amazing thing. And now it's all over. How old is their youngest? Uh, 21 months old. And that was the surrogate, right? Uh, yeah, I believe so. Yeah. Psalm. Yeah. So the split has been, according to reports, a long time coming. Last summer, Kanye had tweeted, I've been trying to divorce uh, since Kim met with Meek at the Waldorf for prison reform. Uh, he may be, ser- may be serious, maybe not, implying that something untoward was happening between the pair. So he, he, also- he thought something was going on with Meek Mills? Well, we don't know. That. Okay, all right. Yeah. So uh, he also embraced religion and became upset when Kim opted to wear some of her trademark sexy looks. He also ran for president and discussed his desire to abort his eldest daughter, North, if you recall. Uh, Kim eventually spoke out on social media telling her 200 million followers <laughs> that Kanye was having a bipolar episode. Could you shut up? <laughs> uh, sources tell people that Kim was driven to split from the 43-year-old rapper almost after almost seven years of marriage because of his presidential run and erratic behavior. But sources say that she won't use his mental health struggles against him and will seek joint custody. So they were all pretty locked up before. They had their separate, they, they had prenups, they had stuff in place. So uh, from what I understand, the mechanics of that is pretty much already hashed out. There's very little that has to be worked out remaining, so... Well, uh, they'll be able to split. Besides the kids, that's pretty much it, right? Well, it's it's not going to be as easy as you think. Because, what are they saying? Well, um, let me give you the rundown. Yeah. So ahead of their $2.8 million wedding in Florence, they were both doing well. But since then, their careers have skyrocketed. The primary home is worth $60 million alone, according to the mom. Uh, and their combined net worth is about $2.1 billion, according to Forbes. They also have two other homes in Hidden Hills, four-bedroom condo in Miami, Kanye's Monster Lake Ranch, and Bighorn Mountain Ranch in Wyoming. They also have $5 million in art, $4 million vehicle, $4 million in vehicles, $3.2 million in jewelry, and $300,000 in livestock. They share, livestock. Wait, so they have to split the jewelry? So, well, nah, I, my, listen, even if you have prenups, yeah. they, there's still, you got to... Property. There's, there's property. Yeah. There's things that are owned that have Together. to be... Yep. Yeah, they got to And we're acquired out. after the marriage. So the prenup would, would pertain to what you had up to that point. Yeah, so things acquired after still have to be hashed out. This is stuff that they're going to have to figure out what to do with. I bet she's really going to fight for that ranch, Preston. Uh, Kim's KKW Beauty brand was valued at $1 billion last June. Cody bought a 20% stake in KKW for $200 million, bringing her personal assets to $750 million, including $250 million from Keeping Up with the Kardashians, God. Skims, and other ventures. Kanye's net worth is estimated to be around $1.26 billion. He said it's $3.3 billion. Oh. I think he uh, embellished a little bit. Why quibble? God. Why quibble when you get up into the billions? Two billionaires having mm-hmm. to... Mm-hmm. Whatever, they're whatever, yeah, whatever. Gosh, I, I hope they make it. <laughs> Seriously. Steve, I mean, the property that they own in Wyoming, there are, listen, Wyoming in certain parts, yeah. very affordable. Right. In mm-hmm. other parts, it, I mean, it's just because of the landscape and right. you can't, you can't, you know, even get a sniff at it. It's so expensive. Well, I'm right. sure he's got much sniffing going on there. So, branding experts tell E that the split may actually help Kim's career. 
Uh, this is according to branding expert Jade Dressler. She said, any time a vocal pop culture icon doubles up with another icon, all factors immediately zoom to a higher level. Um, and th- she explained that um, uh, Kanye brought Kim to a new tier of fashion and culture credibility, making her not just an, an influencer, she's also a, ta- a taste Maker, she's a tastemaker. Dressler continued saying, "A split enhances her brand. An empowered woman, especially a celebrity, at the core of any brand is a golden asset. And in her opinion, Kim showed an impressive side of herself in how she handled the media maelstrom uh, surrounding her problems with and eventual split from Kanye." She said, "If she continues to handle the split with finesse, her brand, character, story, and product offerings." will only be enhanced. This is good, because I was worried about it. She said, I expect (laughs) that her latest interest in politics, law, and wellness issues open up even more brand opportunities for her. That possible was actually echoed by her pool boy, Chris Humphreys, mm-hmm. uh, who is not uh, doing too well. These but days. not so with Kanye. There are more Kardashians than there are Kanye West, she said, and they each have successful business endeavors, and they're not going anywhere. If anything, I think Kanye West may suffer a little bit. I think a big part of that Yeezy brand was supported by Kim, and she has a stronger social media following. She also has a bigger presence right now, at least than Kanye West, so it will be... Really interesting to see how uh, the see kind of how active he is, how public he is, and then what happens with Yeezy from there. I think what we're seeing is that the le- right now is the level he's going to operate at. He'll do a little bit more, but they're always out in front. All of them have successful businesses, and uh, you know, I, I think he kind of likes where he is right now. Mm-hmm. It seems to be, yep. but who the hell knows? And but who I, the hell cares? But I think as a as a couple, he he benefited more from that than she did because <laughs> the of exposure, their, yeah, because yeah. of the whole family. Right, everybody's yeah. got their uh, you know their fingers in in some kind of activity going on. So, James Franco is settled with former acting students who accused him of putting them into gratuitous and exploitive sexual situations. A status report filed by both sides in Los Angeles Superior Court said a settlement had been reached in the class action suit brought by former students at the now defunct school, Studio 4. I didn't know there was a class action suit against James Franco. I recall a little bit of this a while back, but I I thought it went away. Didn't you? So I was just wondering the other day, because I see his brother all over the place, but I wasn't seeing James Franco anywhere. Yeah, so he's been keeping a little profile. Uh, Some of the elements of the lawsuit may live on, according to The Hollywood Reporter. His production company, Rabbit Mandini, and his partners, including uh, Vince Jolivet and Jay Davis as defendants. Sarah Tither Kaplan and Tony Gall have agreed to drop their individual claims. They accused Franco of performing explicit sex scenes on camera in orgy-type settings, they called it. Uh, they added that Franco sought to create a pipeline of young women who were subjected to his personal and professional sexual exploitation in the name of education, well, implying that roles in Franco films would be forthcoming. So was anything that was anything done that was illegal? I don't know. Yeah. Um, uh, were there any accusations of anything done that, that broke the law? I, I, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it says exploitive sexual situations. Uh, so mm-hmm. it's essentially saying, do this, I'll get your work. Right. You know what I mean? The, yeah. the casting couch type of thing. Uh, so so it's, it, 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 I think it sounds mostly very tawdry and, you know, uh, sort of sleazy. Yeah. And well, I think he made that, a settlement. So, I mean, clearly. Um, that's where I was wondering. You make a settlement usually if there's something more. Yeah. But I guess maybe this is a way of making a gesture to say I'm, I'm trying to get my, my crap together. Uh, no word on how much money will exchange hands, by the way. Uh, let me see here. How about uh, let's go to the Royals. Uh, Meghan Markle, Prince Harry, pushback at... 
portions of Queen Elizabeth's official statement formalizing their break with royal life. Buckingham Palace issued a statement on Friday confirming that after a one-year review, Harry and Meghan won't return as working royals. Uh, And this is a statement from uh, the palace that said, Following conversations with the Duke, the Queen has written confirming that uh, in stepping away from the work of the royal family, it is not possible to continue with the responsibilities and duties that come with a life of public service. That's too much soul-searching as it comes to the heart of the court. There's Harry and Meghan not for serious life in commensurate chances with the court of the national death. Who is this guy? Yeah. Why do we hire this guy? He's the official spokesman. He's terrible at it. He's actually great because he never actually says anything, but it sounds official. Uh, So the statement also said, while all are saddened by their decision. The Duke and Duchess remain much loved members of the family. (laughs) Send him out. (laughs) Harry will lose his. If you ever lose those jowls, you'll be fired. Uh, He will lose his honorary military appointments, which will subsequently be redistributed among working members of the royal family. They also lost their royal patronage. Wait a second. So they're. They're, he's losing his military standing? No, his military appointments. Okay. So he like he can't have lunch next Thursday. Yeah, there yeah. you go. Uh, no, I guess whatever. He got honorary titles. Yeah, yes, okay. Yeah, there are titles. Yeah. I, don't, I don't think he's losing those. But uh, What about his wand? Does he have to turn that in? No, he is losing the, the titles. He's uh, not losing his uh, credit at, for serving in the military. So okay. they gave him honorary titles over the years like uh, Duke of whatever. Oh, I got you. I Duke got you. of uh, Earl. Yes. Uh, in response, the pair said, "We can all live a life of service. Services. We can all live a life of service. The queen. Universal. No, this was this. That was Harry. Oh, that was him. Funny. Okay. Why is he talking like the other? I don't know. He's. Yeah. I guess you get you get uh, used to it after a while, and you start to just uh, turn into that. I don't. I don't think they're uh, all that upset about this. I mean, no. maybe they're putting Look, a little. You know, they they don't want it. They're done with it. They're done with it. Yeah, I agree. Uh, they it's added, over. They added that they... It ain't you. <laughs> Nothing is over. <laughs> really? That ain't you. Uh, it's Prince Charles. So they added... That, that is not you. That they remain committed... You guys, it's not you. To their, One must lift themselves up robustly. Uh, to their duty and service to the UK and around the world and have offered their continued support to the organizations they have represented regardless of the official role. It is not how hard you strike. It's how hard you can be struck and still remain poised on your toes and ready for forward momentum. Uh, Prince Charles is Prince rocking. Charles and, yeah, Balboa. I love it. Charles. Um, Kate Hudson is opening up about the backlash that she's gotten from the autism community for her new movie, Music. Uh, she appeared on Jimmy Kimmel Live and talked about her role in director Sia's film, Sia the Musician. Yes. Uh, which cast uh, Maddie Ziegler as a character on the autism spectrum. And I think Maddie is the gal who did the dancing in those Sia videos. Oh, okay. Right. So, okay. Preston, uh, this story came out, and I know Sia to be, like, seemingly empathetic to all this stuff. And I'm like, what's the big thing about? And so I watched a couple clips 
And I can see why the autism community might be up in arms about this. They really augmented it quite a bit. I, it, it borders on caricature. Right. So the intent might have been really wonderful. Yes. But the execution was a little ham-handed. I'm kind of with you on that, Steve. I, I agree. And and also, in, in the autism community, you know, uh, parents and family members are, are very, very sensitive about yes. Uh, the uh, the portrayal right. and, and and all that and I understand that I, yes I, I do get that um, so they're they're going to be um, they're going to be very critical of anything that comes out and so they're, they're catching some heat from this particular one uh, Ziggler, I think their hearts were in the right place I, I agree yeah I agree uh, Ziggler stars opposite Hudson who plays a drug dealer turned guardian of the special needs team. Uh, Hudson had said, um, I think when people see the film that they will see the amount of love and sensitivity that was put into it, but it is an important conversation to have, not just about this movie, but as a whole about the representation, because some people are upset that they didn't cast uh, an actor or actress that has autism themselves. So she had said, for me, when I hear that uh, there's anybody that feels left out, I feel terrible. Uh, it's an ongoing and important dialogue to be had about neurotypical actors playing neurodivergent characters. It is an important one to have uh, with people and experts uh, who know how to engage in the conversation. I encourage it, truly. I think that it's important to say that we are listening. Uh, Leslie Odom Jr., Juliette Lewis, Ben Schwartz are all in the film as well. It was co-written by Sia and Dallas Clayton. The movie recently earned two Golden Globe Award nominations, by the way, one for Best Motion Picture and another for Best Actress for Hudson. Um, so we have a, a few pieces of audio to play, Steve. I want to play, because uh, I've not heard this yet, but Paige Lorenz yeah. is the ex of Army Hammer who had, uh, you know, who had come out and said some pretty wild things about him. Right. There have been she, a few people that have made some statements. She was the main conduit as to our uh, becoming aware yeah. of his kinky, cannibalistic uh, leanings. And so she was on Dr. Oz. Yeah, so should we play a little bit of this? Yeah, uh, yeah. Here's uh, the first clip, and this is talking about the branding incident. So on one of these high-protocol nights, I was tied up, and he basically looked over my body and said to me, uh, where should I put my initials on you? And I didn't really say anything. And then he just started to carve his oh, initial okay. into me. And I just didn't say anything. It wasn't a branding. He, he carved her. Right. Uh, they, they they referred to it as a branding, but okay. That's weird. Yeah. Okay. And then here's, uh, <laughs> this is what he did after yeah. this. It was bleeding and he was licking it. And I was thinking in my head, because actually my parents are doctors too. He was licking it. And I was like, this is going to get infected. He was licking it, drinking kind of like, the blood, and then I basically just showered after, tried to clean it up as best as I could, but it definitely was, you know, tough healing. It did not heal. It wasn't pretty. Dude wanted to lick oh, the blood, drink her blood from her carved skin. Wow. I, to Oof. me, to me, you're 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 one drunken episode away from actually gnawing on her finger, right? I mean, right. that that's the fact that you also wanted to take a knife and carve, yeah. yeah. I, I, there's, That's pretty wild. Yeah. I mean, these are baby steps, right? This I isn't... think they're baby steps, Case. I think you're 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 on your way to something, and you'd hear about you know uh, a, tra- a tragedy in the Hollywood Hills as a you know Army Hammer exits a house with a leg sticking out of his mouth. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so that continues. We'll see where that goes. And then you, uh, Steve, you mentioned it's uh, Drew Barrymore's birthday, and she right. had a special guest recently on her show, and it was like a secret guest, right? So, so they're attempting a uh, uh, a quote unquote Zoom connection with David Letterman. Letterman does not ever 
you know, do these things. He just yeah. very rarely. So, there, but he, he has a special a warm spot for Drew Barrymore. So they're attempting this a Zoom call that's not going well. You know why he has a warm spot for her? He jumped up on her desk. She jumped up yeah. on his desk no. and yeah. took her top off. That, yeah. that really helps. Live on the yeah. show. All right, so the, here we go. Hello, yeah, tell, kids. tell her to unmute. Can you unmute? <laughs> Are you Zooming, Dave? Mom? I'm not a cat. <laughs> that is everywhere. I'm sorry, I can't hear her. Oh. Well, you look like a fine cat. Can you hear me? Okay, it's the thought that counts, yes, Dave. We can hear you. We hear you. Uh, but can can you hear this? us? <laughs> All right, and then he stands up, and he gets to move, and then Casey, the next clip, he walks out onto the stage. Yeah, yeah. Can you believe? I mean, that's so sweet of him to do that. Uh, I know. Oh, I Dave. feel the same way he does about Zoom. Oh. <laughs> How are you? Hi. Feeling wonderful. Nice to see you. Happy birthday. What do you think? I'm, <laughs> yeah. I'm so grateful that yeah. you came Aww. here. Let me tell you something. You know that uh, little trick with the computer and stuff, that Zoomer thing? That was my idea. <laughs> yeah. You still got it. Oh, thank you. Oh, Aww. man. That's really adorable. It was nice. She was crying. Yeah. Aw. Dave's got to, he's got to do, he's got to trim that beard down. <laughs> I don't know. I'm starting to like it now. Oh, it's getting oh, so big. I, I like it. it. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, and, and Steve. Uh, well, just, God bless you guys. He does not care. <laughs> Your opinion means you know nothing what? At to least, him. at least it's groomed. It's yeah. not. Uh, no. you can see it's got a, a defined shape about it. But uh, you just know it's full of dirt. Uh, <laughs> he needs to so. play like a bad Santa. Yeah, in yeah. a movie. Nice. All right, uh, let's see. We have some other things to get to. Uh, comedian Chris uh, Delia, or how do you say his last name, uh, Casey? Delia. Delia. Is it Delia? Who oh, knows? Oh, you know what? I, 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 I remember. Get, whatever I say, I get corrected. Well, all I, I know get, is I think like... it's Delia because it's capital D and then an apostrophe E L I A. But anyhow. <laughs> Delia. I, I watched his uh, thing that you're going to talk about here. Uh, go ahead, Preston. All right, so <laughs> you can you can comment on yeah. this. So, so he is speaking out eight months after he was accused of sexual misconduct. He opened up on YouTube claiming that his relationships were consensual and legal. He said, I know it looks bad. Uh, what I have come to understand is this is always about sex to me. My life was, he says, I mean, sex, it controlled my life. It was the focus. It was my focus all the time. And I had a problem. And I do have a problem. I need to work on that. He admitted to cheating on partners, including his fiance, Kristen Taylor. He said, and this is my dream girl. This is the girl that I want to be with for the rest of my life. Mm -hmm. And even that wouldn't stop what I was doing. Uh, He said that he was sorry and he will do better. Yeah, so there was uh, accusations that he was with underage girls. Yes, and that, that he was grooming them. He was grooming them. Right. That, um, but, you know, he, he, he says and he stands by the statement that everything he did was not only consensual, but it was legal, right? So if you go from state to state, there are different, there are varying ages of legality when consent when, when it comes to age of consent for for sex. Not and, that I would be comforted by somebody who is rigorously checking the the uh, the age limits <laughs> right. in, in, in state to state. However, uh-huh. I I do believe, you know, what he's admitting to is being, you know, sort of a you an know, addict. Yeah, and that's that's that. And I, I do think he was. For the most, uh, what he's saying is probably pretty much true. Yeah. Uh, but, um, yeah, it's, it's... I mean, listen, he basically said what we all know, which is, I'm famous, and, and people, and sleep, people with sleep with me. And, and he makes, took advantage of and it. They, yeah, and, yeah. And the only thing that bothered me the entire... Because it was just a 10-minute segment, so I watched the whole thing. The fact that it was shot in a Cracker Barrel? No. <laughs> The the microphone was so sensitive and so close to his mouth that you heard every single swallow. And it was just... 
annoying. It was like... Oh. Couldn't get past it. I couldn't get past it. Wow. I was like, dude, can you turn down the sensitivity or like maybe back off the mic a little this bit? Because all... we have someone on the line who's, while you're pouring your heart out about <laughs> being addicted hardcore to sex, they're hearing you pop too much. Can I... you get away from that? Anybody? Did anybody else watch it? No. I did. I did. But okay. I can sympathize. When when we interviewed Matt Cord, I mean, uh, when we interviewed Eddie Vedder uh, seven years ago, and Matt Cord held the microphone too close to his nose, and I heard his nose breathing the entire interview. Oh. I kept trying to get, indicate to him to pull the microphone down because the nose noise got in the way of the interview. So I understand what you're saying. Hey, you, you brought me looking at me so weird. <laughs> <laughs> nothing, nothing, Eddie. Go ahead, say it. I mean, Be a man and say it. What's on your mind? What, your your nose. <laughs> Dane to give you an interview with <laughs> well, you a piece of crap. Well, Eddie's nose. Get a stand up for the ass kicking of your life. Eddie's <laughs> nose was fine. It was Matt's nose that was the problem. Oh, oh it, was it was Matt's nose. Matt's yeah, Matt, nose was missing. I was the only one who had the headphones on, so well, I didn't know that. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> I still love you. Uh, yeah, Matt was breathing directly with his nose into the microphone, oh, but I'm great. the only one that had headphones on. So Pierre right. and Matt Cord and Eddie Vedder didn't have headphones on at all, so I'm the only one who was to hearing. To support you both, uh, I'll tell you what really drives me crazy is the way they mic kisses on The Bachelor and Bachelorette. Oh, my God. They do that on purpose. Yeah, they want to get every bit of that. That's the money shot for them. Jesus. Uh, do you want to hear how Chris De- whatever says his name? Uh, sure, here we go. This is Chris. Delia. Uh-huh. Delia. 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 Okay. Delia. All right. So, anyhow, he's a, uh, I was going to say, I called him an addict earlier, but we used to just say horn dog. Horn dog. Yeah, so yeah. He's, he's horning all the time and takes advantage of it. And uh, he says he's going to do better. So, we'll see about that. Uh, Princess Eugenie shared mm-hmm. the first pictures of, of her. <laughs> Her, her and husband Jack Brooks Banks, son's face, and she also shared her son's name. She said, "We wanted to introduce you to August Philip Hawk Brooks Bank." Yes. August Philip. August Philip has been born recently, and the proud family horse always takes Hawk Brooks Bank. Uh, Eugenie wrote uh, alongside... Of course, Eugene was the name of Rat Boy. Uh, three blue heart emojis. Uh, she said, thank you for so many wonderful messages. Who is Eugenie directly is related to? Prince Andrew's daughter. So she is the granddaughter of Elizabeth, All right. of, of Queen Elizabeth. Mm. And um, Fergie's her mom, right? Correct. Yeah, yeah from uh, Black Eyed Peas. No, 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 Sarah no, Ferguson. Oh, yeah, Sarah Ferguson. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, she looks like her mom. Yeah, she does very much so. Yeah. Eugenie does. She got the red hair, and uh, she's got a similar smile and everything. So, uh, She said, thank you so many wonderful messages. Our hearts are full of love for this little human. Words can't express. We are excited to be able to share these photos. He's so very tiny. Mm-hmm. Um, Amanda Klutz has responded to trolls who criticize her for getting a vaccine after her husband, Nick Cordero, had died of COVID last summer. She shared a shot of herself getting the diagnosis in Los Angeles, which many saw as upsetting as residents over 65 and frontline workers are the only ones eligible. This is what she said. Look, I went I went to a site and waited in my car until all appointments were over in hopes that they had any extra vaccines. I was fully prepared to be turned away, but they said they had enough tonight for everyone waiting, and I cannot tell you how emotional I was and am still right now. 
And that's the way they're doing it. If mm-hmm. if they have extras and they have to get, they've rid got of them, to get rid of them. They want to they, use them up. So if they you have if you to use them up, if you are if you are one of those that has the time to go do it, then more power to you, man. Many is the case where someone has just happened to have been like in a CVS yep. or whatever, mm-hmm. and it's at the end of the day, and they're picking up something, and they say, "Hey, do you want a COVID shot?" Yeah. And they get it that because it, 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 you're right. Once it's out and ready to be dispersed, it's got to be yep. administered in that time frame, or else it goes bad. Right. And I think you know, in, in all honesty, people need to shut the f up. You know, it's just as simple as that. Like, I know. That's beautiful. At, at a certain point, we um we got to worry about herd immunity, right? And she's part of the herd, you know. And the human race is an unchecked herd, Steve. <laughs> I don't know if you yeah. ever heard that before or not. But like, a Bob also Dodge her, husband, quote. her husband right? died, right? I mean, Lost I, his like and then died. Come on, you know? have some like, hey, there's a different way. Like, I actually, I just received, I got a, a, a notification from Penn that said you are eligible. You had cancer. Yeah, well, yeah, but I'm, I'm you know, I'm, I'm totally fine now. I'm, I'm good. But they said that okay, I, I and that's how it happens. Yeah. For, and for some, um, like your your uh, your friend who had prostate, prostate cancer as well. So mm-hmm. I guess that that made me more of a uh, yeah, a thing. yeah, um, yep. Absolutely. Don't judge. You know, listen, but then you have people who like dressed up like old elderly people to try yeah. and sneak in front of the line. Those people are a-holes. That's coming up in the Bizarre File okay. later on. All right. All right. And then we have uh, Margaret Qualley has uh, thanked FKA Twigs for speaking out about Shia LaBeouf. Do you know who Margaret Qualley is? I just put two and two together, Preston. Yeah. And once upon a time in yeah. Hollywood, she's the uh, she's the hippie girl that Brad Pitt picks up. Right. Uh, so she briefly dated um, Shia LaBeouf for a little bit. Right. And she has spoken up in support of the cellophane singer after she accused the actor of sexual battery assault and infliction of emotional distress uh, alongside a photo of FKA Twigs, former L Magazine, uh, from L Magazine, sorry, in which she was listed. She had listed some of the abuse she received. Margaret had captioned it, thank you. That's all that she said about it, but uh, that, yeah. that, that's an indicator, you know? Uh, meanwhile, FKA previously admitted that she thinks it's a miracle that she came out alive from her relationship with LaBeouf as she had recounted what happened to her. And you know what? We will, uh, you know, well, we'll do one more. Do story. one more. Story. It's Monday. Or let's do uh, two more quick ones. Uh, Cloris Leachman, of course, she passed away. She was 94 years old. And the um, cause of death has been revealed. She had a stroke. Okay. That's apparently what it was. Uh, COVID-19 was listed as a contributing factor, according to the death certificate. Uh, the Mary Tyler Moore Show star was uh, cremated February 7th, survived by her daughter, uh, Dinah England, who was by her side when she passed. And then one last thing, uh, Trevor Donovan, uh, best known for his role on 90210, uh, has been cast in the upcoming Ronald Reagan biopic titled Reagan. The high school years? I don't remember. I don't remember uh, Trevor Donovan. I'm gonna hop in my Porsche and take a ride up the coast. <laughs> hey Reagan, can I jump in there with Absolutely. you? Absolutely, I'll right. meet you over at the Peach Pit. <laughs> can you imagine? Uh, Dennis Quaid will be the 40th president uh, from childhood through is the high. Is it just me or is that Gabrielle Gutierrez chick look like she's 90? From childhood through the highest office in the nation. It's, it's obviously he's going to have to be playing a much younger Reagan. 
Uh, yes. Yeah. Uh, well, I don't know who is uh, who. Donovan. Yeah. Trevor Donovan. Well, I, look at the picture of the dude. If this is his current age, he's they're gonna also gonna age the no, f no. out of him. He's playing the younger version in this movie. There's two two Reagans. Is that, right. I think that's what you just said, Preston. Well, yeah. He's, My two Reagans. It's a new sitcom. Well, I just said he's been. <laughs> we he's... both adopted a little girl. <laughs> Neither of us knows exactly which one's the father. Uh, he's been cast in the movie. I don't know his role in the in the film. He's not playing Nancy, is he? N- no. I you don't, look like I a don't dude. Think so. Listen, Nancy. it's covering his entire life. It's covering Reagan's entire life. So there's going to be a younger Reagan at yeah. some point. Yeah. Dennis Quaid is going to be playing. Last night, I, I have to ask, do you have a penis? The older Reagan. He's playing a guy named. No. Donovan will be playing Secret Service agent John oh, Barletta. Oh, so he's not even playing Reagan. Yeah. He was in the newer version of 90210. Okay, he wasn't I gotcha. in the uh, version. Uh, I wonder if he's uh, one of the uh, agents who got shot. Uh, quite possibly. Uh, so uh, during the assassination attempt, wasn't, again, an agent was shot, right? Uh, yeah. An agent Brady was, was shot. shot. Brady definitely was shot. Yeah. Um, I believe so. Yeah, my, my as you know, my brother was supposed to be on that detail that day. Right. And was, maybe, uh, maybe he knows John yeah. Barletta. Uh, and he can give a thumbs up or down. My brother Trevor knows the entire Donovan. cast of the second 90210. Wow. <laughs> what about my two dads? That's right. Yeah. This is Reagan, and this is Reagan number two. Reagan and Rugen. Yeah, Reagan <laughs> could have been in it. Rugen, stop eating the floor tiles. <laughs> uh, it's, <laughs> uh, it's expected about in 2022, by the way. All right, we're going to play the clips now. So, in I Care A Lot, Rosamund Pike stars as a shady legal guardian who lands in hot water when she tries to swindle an elderly woman who has ties to the Russian mob. In this clip, she talks about the despicable real-life crimes that inspired the film. Here we go. The way that people can take control of your finances while pretending to be protecting you and then slowly strip you of all your assets, I mean, it's, it's, it's fascinating. And it's a crime story where the person is, sure, bending the law, but not breaking it. What the hell are you talking about? I watched the movie over the weekend. It's good. You watched this one? Yeah. Yeah. It's good. She, Peter Dinklage, is in it. Yeah. And uh, she plays a shark, man. I mean, she's just a a maniacal person. Oh, that's good. She plays it really, really well. And who Uh, does Dinklage play? Ronald Reagan? No. Minnie Reagan? (laughs) No, you'll you'll just have to watch and see. But but he's, like he is in everything, he's He's phenomenal. He's excellent. Uh, I Care A Lot is streaming now on Netflix, by the way. Here's the next clip. There's a new documentary that shares the story of Billie Eilish's emotional rise to stardom as she navigates life as a teen on the road, on the stage, and at home. Here, Billie discusses what it was like watching The World's a Little Blurry for the first time. We were in my living room. I was like, nope, nobody's allowed to see it. Not my family. Nobody's allowed to see it until I have seen it. Because I, d- I knew there was some stuff in there that I was going to be mortified by. I don't, I don't, wanna, I don't think I want to see it. Uh, the World's a Little Blurry premieres in select theaters and on Apple TV Plus on Friday. And there you go. That's what I have for you this morning. All right, so uh, we have some things to get to this morning. New Word of the Week prize giving away $500. It's a pretty sweet deal. Guest-wise, we're going to have this young lady named Leah Hedzakis on the program. She had joined us when we were in London. She has a YouTube channel that kind of explores 
English culture and American culture. It's very fun. She's really cool, personable. Yes. And uh, she, uh, we, we saw a video. It was from a little while back, but uh, she had mentioned us in it. And we were like, you know what? We should check in with her and see how sure. she's doing. Because yeah. she was really cool. Actually hung out with us in London. So uh, we will do that a little bit later on this morning. And uh, we'll see what else we can get into. Take it a break. Coming back in just a moment. Don't forget some snow coming our way this morning. Nothing crazy, but we got warmer days ahead of us, which is a really good thing. We'll be back in just a sec. See Pierre in the Zoom room with Brian Johnson chatting about ACDC's 17th album. Plus, Taylor Momsen talks to Preston and Steve about the latest Pretty Reckless record. Click contests for your chance to win $250 and a mini vacation in Vermont with our Busy Resolution Season Poll. Pick up some Busy Hard Seltzer with antioxidant vitamin C at a retailer near you. So we had an incident that happened. We didn't. Kathy did. <laughs> an incident among us. Uh, Kathy freaked out. Well, yeah, I did kind of freak out. Yeah, a little out, freak out moment. Yeah, you it wasn't sh- that bad. Uh, at least I don't think it was. You didn't outwardly like wig out or anything like that. But... <laughs> Internally, I freaked out. Yeah, you had to put a stop to something. Yeah, so I have forever uh, hated the MRI machines, like, looking at them. And, like, the old ones where you were, like, I mean, it was almost like you were in a tunnel, you know? You are. And so I had gone to what I thought was an MRI. But what the lady told me is she thinks that I had a CAT scan. This was years ago. And it's it's an open... um, Like a donut? It's like a ring. Yeah, Yeah. it's like like a... So I was like, this is simple. This is so easy. So... That's what I thought I was walking into. Oh. They said, okay, you have to get an MRI. So I said, okay. And, and um, it was a last-minute uh, cancellation, one of the days that it snowed, so I was able to to get in. And I guess, you know, Yeah, you usually have to wait, you know, whatever, a decent amount of time. So I, I wasn't even really thinking. So I, I left here, you know, left work and went over there and got you had to go in, get changed, put the, you know, their, their scrubs on, all that kind of stuff. And I, I walk into the room and I was like, oh. <gasps> What is that? Now, it is. It looks a lot more modern than it used to, but it's still a tunnel that you have to go in. So yeah. I'm Okay, just, so we're looking at, uh, so, Kathy, uh, they do say they use the wording open MRI. So when. Some do. Yeah, so yeah. some of them have that. We're looking what at what is an open MRI. This it's, crap wasn't uh, open that I was in. Okay, so <laughs> what you were in was what on the left, right? The more yeah. the, the tunnel, yeah. which is what I've always done. Well, so so the one, well, okay, yeah, that that's what I was in, the one on the left. But I don't, I can't see the the back of this. But I mean, it, um, it was a tunnel. My head didn't come out the other end. Right, right, right. yeah, yeah. You yeah, know yeah. What I'm the one, I don't know who brought up the pictures or what this is, but the one on the left looks like a cat scan to me, to be honest, because it's it's got it's open on both sides. Right, Usually, it's a tunnel that you go the, into, and it's you know you're you're in a tube, you're in a yeah. small tube with one open end. Yeah. So uh, so I so you know, and I asked the lady, I was like, oh, um, I go, well, I thought I had one of these before, and I was in like the you know the donut thing, and she goes, no. Oh, that's a CAT scan, whatever. CAT scan, open MRI, whatever it is. And she was like, yeah, no, that's not what we're doing today. I was like, right. oh, right, okay. Uh, What's so this weed crap? Yeah, yeah, so I, she's like, okay, here's what we have to do and lay down. And she's like, now it's going to take about 20 minutes. I'm like, okay. And, she, you know, she said you have to, uh, it was on my shoulder. So I had, to, my hand had to be in a certain yeah. position. Right. She put something in my hand. She said, you can, you know, you can hold on to, you can squeeze it, but you have to stay as still as possible if you're not we have to redo it. It just takes it long. It just takes longer. So, yeah. you know, make sure you stay 
as still as possible. So I'm like, okay. And, you know, you can see out the other end of it. But like, like I said, my head wasn't coming out the other end of it. So she's like, okay, are you ready? And they're prepping me, put the um, earplugs in because it's loud. Do you want headphones? You can listen to music. Okay. Yeah, sure. Whatever. So I'm like a little nervous, but I'm like, I I can do this. I'm an adult, you know? And I go, I mean, I just had Botox shots. (laughs) No, I didn't do that. Not yet. I'm still (laughs) contemplating that. Um, (laughs) So uh, I said, can you hear me when we do this? Like if I need you? And she was like, yeah, here's a panic uh, here's a panic squeeze button. Yeah, you just yeah. squeeze yep. it and we'll pull you out. The second you squeeze it, we'll, we'll pull you out of the MRI machine in case, you know, anything's going, you know, because of course I'm thinking, they ask you all these questions about, um, you know, have you had any surgeries or anything in your body, any metal, any right. screws, any pacemaker? I'm like, oh my God, do I have a pacemaker? I can't remember. I, mean, I always go through that too. I'm like, did I get something implanted <laughs> in my eye that I don't remember? Oh, a my nipple rings. Yeah. <laughs> Steve, <laughs> yeah. seriously? Like, I'm like, oh my God, is there a leftover metal? Kathy, did My you nipples want... are going to get torn up. No! <laughs> Kathy, did they have your head in a cage by any chance? A cage? No, Jesus, not for her shoulder, no. no. Well, okay. 13 well, ghosts? Well, no, 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 no. Hear me out. I, I, I asked for a reason. Yeah. Uh, they do have these cages now. Yes. That they put mirrors on it so you can see. see. Yeah. We, all you have to do is look oh, straight up and you can you see, can see like, out outside. of it. So, mm-hmm. and that was the main problem. So, she gets me in there. She puts the thing on my shoulder and she goes, okay, are you ready? I'm like, yep, I'm ready. And she just, you know, hits the button and it starts wheeling me in and (laughs) my eyes are open the whole time. I'm like, oh my God. And so I'm in there. I start to breathe really heavy and she's like, you okay? I'm like, I lift my head up. Now, mind you, she says, don't move at all. She set me up. I lift my head up. I try to sit up. I squeeze the thing. (laughs) She rolls me back out. Wait, you you tried to sit up and you hit your head on the top of it? No, like I just tried to like get up so I could see because all I'm seeing is this tube, this tunnel I'm in. (laughs) So I'm like, I need to see her. I need to see behind me. Where am I? Like just freaked out. I mean, of course I knew where I was, but like just internally freaked out. I squeezed the panic button. I was in there about mm, three seconds, squeezed it. She pulled me out. She's, I looked at her. I pulled the headphones off. I go, did you say 20 minutes? She goes, yeah, 20 minutes. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, listen, at least you, you, you freaked out early because if you've gone in there and you've spent like, you know, half of the time and then all of a sudden you freak out, you got to start, start all over, over so again. So that yep. went through my mind. And, I, and so she said, yes, 20 minutes. And I said, okay. I said, I think the problem was is I went in with my eyes open. She said, yes, it was. Close your eyes. Uh, and I just knew. And, and I knew I had to get it done. I wanted to know what was going on. And, and if I freaked out, then I wouldn't. This was all for nothing. And I thought, you're a big girl. You're yeah. an adult. There are a lot worse things. People going into these machines for a lot worse. So just you know, put your big girl panties on and, and let's do this. So I just closed my eyes. They wheeled me in and I, I never opened my eyes once okay. in the 20 minutes. But they did have to do uh, the last scan or whatever it was a, a second time. And it was only two and a half minutes. So it wasn't. That's not bad. It was just an additional two and a half minutes. But <clears> I'm telling you, I did not move one time. So I think what it was was my breathing. Like the entire yeah, time yeah. I could feel my whole body moving because I was breathing so heavy. You start to panic. Well, yeah, you're I mean, you're I, trying to stop yep. panicking. This this story got me started thinking about, you know, if, if you've ever had a moment where it's like, okay, I, I, I'm out. I have to, I need out of here now. Not necessarily just an MRI, but other things where yeah. it's been like, I can't, no, I can't do this. No, 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 no. <laughs> and it reminds me of Steve, you've seen the movie um, uh, Midnight Run where yes. uh, 
Uh, he, he he's pretending that Charles he, Grodin. Yeah, that yeah. He, that he has uh, he can't right. fly. Right, right. And, yeah. the, and the plane is starting to taxi, and he oh. starts freaking out. And they they eventually stop. And they're like, "You got to get off the plane, man." But that is that is what claustrophobia yes. manifests as that 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 feeling. And 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 when you uh, that's why you know like uh, any movie that plays on that like that Ryan Reynolds movie where he's buried alive. You know, for some people, just cannot even watch. That for for freaking out. I had there's been a couple times I've gotten a number of MRIs and uh, and Kat. There's been a moment where it's you know you're in there for twenty thirty minutes sometimes, and I'll be like you know my my elbow or, and I need to bend my arm or yeah. something. Yeah. I just don't I don't feel comfortable. And then you start to do it and you're like oh I can't. And then I I've never panicked but I've always been like I can't move. I'm not. I'm not, I'm not <laughs> What am I? What am I supposed to do here? You know, and you just say, "Okay, calm down. Calm it's down. no big deal. They can pull you out. You're not in any real trouble." But I could see where if you just let that multiply, and all of a sudden it's like, "Get me out of here now! Yeah. I can't the, do this anymore." That's yeah. the progression. Yeah, I, I can't. I can't move my right arm. I can't move my left. <laughs> but arm. what if I need to do this? I, I need to lean up. Yeah. I, what if I want to eat? All right. those, all those <laughs> things. Right. That you're, all those things that you're there. But, but like, well, I had, I had a couple of when I had the the, the prostate cancer again. I, I, I've told you this. They stuck what was basically a still up my ass, oh, God. and 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 they put me in in something that was, um, it was it was the super loud. It was the loudest that I mean I was listening to AC. I was listening to the loudest rock I could possibly listen to. Bam 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 bam. And but at a certain point, I'm like, I've got to do this. You've got to just you know. And and so you just keep your eyes closed. Just breathe, you know, just as relaxed as you can. And, met, and before you know it, it is it, over. It, it did eventually yeah. uh, go quick, I guess you could say. But I kept my hand on that squeeze button, that panic button, yeah. the entire time. I mean, I didn't let that thing go. I bet you that's problematic. I, I, I wonder if they if they tell everyone about that. <laughs> you know? Because I think they, I mean. They, yeah. I was, goes, I, maybe it, it I was made in, aware of it. It went in with me, like I was holding it yeah. in my hand. So they should give you a teddy bear. But you know what? The the noise didn't bother me. I mean, it did have the earplugs in, but that didn't bother me oh, as much as just knowing this one that I did was so unbelievably loud. loud. You know, loud. I mean, it just huge, yeah. pounding sound. Yeah, I'm just, I ask for the for the headphones, and you know, they can yeah. put anything on that you want to listen to. I Richard Marks, please. Usually, I that should for, cover it. Yeah. But uh, I could barely even hear the music. Like, I did listen to yeah. music, but I couldn't even really make it out. It was kind of interfering with the sound of the machine, and I just was like, all right, who cares? In uh, Because of my years in radio, so what I'll do is, because you have no idea, your sense of time is gone yeah. when, when you're in those MRIs, and they say 20 minutes, and you're like, okay, you have no idea. I will, because of, of uh, years of doing a, a jock, a, you know, or being a DJ, I know about how many songs it takes to fill up an hour. Oh, right. So I will count right. the songs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And if I have 40 <laughs> minutes in there, I know it's going to be about 12 songs, maybe 14. Right. One fish so song. I, so I will count them, and, and I'm like, you know, all right, three more songs. You know, and I'll, I'll, I'll have a pretty yeah. good idea of, uh, of how long it's going to take. Actually, the average song is about four minutes, roughly. The last time I had an MRI... It, it, it might not have been the last time. It might have been the time before, but I tried to. I did the math. They were like, you're going to be in here for 40 minutes. And I was like, okay, well, that's uh, it's like, I don't know, 2,400 2, seconds. So I was like, I tried to count to 2,400. Just listen, you're stuck. You're in stuck a in there. And You're stuck how far in did a you tube. Get? I fell asleep. <laughs> <laughs> I always fall asleep. Every single time. I and I don't like falling asleep on my back because I end up like um I have like 
Why that music? Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. So, yeah. I, yeah and, of course. Start yeah. snoring and yeah. then hit yourself awake. I did. I, there was one time they they put me in. I was like, I was thinking, hey man, there was going to be a long one. I yeah. knew. I'm like, I will just pass out. This is going to be great. I'll get some sleep and so on. They put me in such a contorted <laughs> position. Oh, man. I'm like, so seriously, man? I thought I was just going to be laying yeah. on my back, but it was like, you know, my arm yeah, up yeah, yeah. in some oh. weird position, laying on my side, and I was like, oh. Now, I was doing this. I was had, they were doing the other thing where they're just, they're passing the device in front of you where you're you're on the table, and they tilt it back, and, it, and it's all open on the sides. But it's one of those where when I was getting the, the achalasia, uh, you know, the esophageal stuff checked, Arm up, arm down, bent. I was, I was like, I look like, um, I look like Egyptian drawings, uh, and it was, uh, it was, it was ridiculous. But I'm like, really? And you got to hold that position. I'm going to go to some calls here. Uh, I will go to Joe. Good morning, Joe. You're on the air. Hey, how you doing, guys? Good. What's up, Joe? Yeah, you're just. Uh, I'm panicking already about that MRI. I had one. I had to have one years ago, and I told the guy. That I have claustrophobic, and they gave me Valium before I went in. Wow, there. really? Okay, huh? And I took two Valium before I went in, and I was kind of relaxed. We're going to test you. They told me <laughs> they put that cage on my face, which let me see my feet. Yeah. And as soon as I went in there, halfway, my shoulders went up on the sides of it because I'm kind of a fat kind of guy. I can barely fit fit in the tube. <laughs> and, I'm a fat kind of guy. And right. I'm telling them. Uh, get me out of here before I break this thing. Wow. And my, uh, so I had to go to an open MRI one. All right. Uh, my, my wife was with me. Yeah. And she goes, I'm not taking you back. She actually helped, had me hold, she was holding me in the thing because I, <laughs> I'm now my feet are hanging out one side and my, kind of my head was still stuck in there, but she's holding me in the thing and called me. Well, they told me not to curse when I talked to somebody on the radio or <laughs> So, uh, I, I, I can't, like, I'm watching a movie that would, uh, I think it was Kiefer Sutherland, and Missing, it was called, mm-hmm. and they buried his wife who went missing alive. And thinking of it right now, I'm having... Hey, Joe, let, let me ask you this. So that MRI were you getting that you were getting done, was it was it something serious that you were taking a look at, like your heart or well, something? I, was, I walked into a room and a broomstick hit me in the face, and I kind of fell on my face. Okay. So it was it was for a head scan type thing. I don't know why they just couldn't stick my head. So you were attacked by a broom. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah, he's right, though. Like, why can't they just stick that part Not the in? the whole body. Why are they one of those things now? They have to knock. Knock me out. Okay. Hey, Joe, um, did the broomstick hit you in the face, or did somebody swing the broomstick and then it hit you in the face? No, no, I stepped on a, it was kind of a dark room. I walked into a room and slammed it. it. In the face, and I kind of tripped and went into the side of a chair. You know, you don't happen to know a guy who tried to burn his own face for 50 bucks (laughs) on the stove, do you? (laughs) That was another story. That was another guy, yeah. All right, thanks, Joe. I appreciate it. I have, you know, let me have a question because we have an MRI tech who's on the line. Let me go to Jim. Hi, Jim. You're on the air. Good morning. Hey, what's going on, guys? Yo, Jim. Hey, I have a question. So the last caller was talking about, you know, being claustrophobic and therefore went to an open MRI. If that, if they have open MRIs, why not just use that? Why, why, why do you need the other one? Is the other one better? Is the closed one uh, more detailed and can get a better yeah. reading? Yeah, exactly. Okay. Honestly, open MRI has come a long way. Um, it used to be, you know, they were they were good for just your basics. You could get some, you know, basic brain imaging out of it going back, you know, 20 years ago and things like that, um, or extremities or uh, things like that. It's come a long way, but it's still not 
still doesn't have the same capabilities as what they call a high-field MRI, which is a 1.5 Tesla or a 3 Tesla magnet. Okay. Um, but they, like I said, they, they, have come a, they have come a long way. And But generally speaking, if your doctor says that you need to have it done in a conventional MRI, then they know what they're talking about, and you should definitely have it done there. Right. All right. So, so uh, and with um, with the MRI and with the actual tube size, and, and Joe is mentioning he's kind of a bigger guy, is there ever a case where, I mean, are there different sized MRIs or adjustable devices? Because what if you get somebody who's particularly large who won't fit in there? How do you accommodate them? Yeah, sometimes you can, right? So they'll actually show up. The table limit used to be when I uh, – so I, I've been actually out of the clinical scene for about 10 years. But the table limit used to be about 300, 350 pounds. Um, and so if somebody showed up and, and, you know, they were on the high end of that or they were lying about their weight or if they just can't fit, you've got to just say, you know, sorry, we, can, you know, we can't do you. We can recommend yeah. it for an open. Or you just uh, tell them to go back to the doctor. They can get some sedation. Let me um, let me let me ask you this. Say you have somebody who has uh, enhancements, who has breast implants that happens to stick very, uh, very much out and can't be put in. I mean, because <laughs> these are all things that, that like obstruction wise, because it's it's pretty. I remember the, the times that I've done it, it, the actual top of you know, I was looking right. The thing was right in front of my face. Right. I was right in there. So you, there's not a lot of room to accommodate. And it's interesting, everybody's size and shape is different, too, right? So it's right. not even so much your weight. It's actually if you're broad-shouldered and you need to have your brain done. Um, right. You know, if you, but even regardless of your size, I mean, you can have somebody who's really big and they just need their ankle done. Well, if they just need their ankle done or their knee done, their head is out. So you, you put them in the feet first, and then whatever part is being imaged has to go to the center of that tunnel. And so when Casey was talking about having his, his brain, uh, when he was talking about the cage yeah. and the mirror and everything with that, that sounds like what he was in was what's called a head coil, which is what you have put around your head if you're having your brain imaged and you have mirrors, you know, on there. Most places will also, regardless of what part you're having done, if you have to go in head first, you can have these special glasses that will let you see out. Right. Um, you know, has like a little prism on the end or something like that. Around it. So regardless of, you know, you can work with the technologists there. They see this every day, it's, you know, so you don't have to be. Uh, you know, ashamed of being claustrophobic. No, no. I mean, honestly, if it's stuff that you have to get done, it'll, it'll definitely provide very usable information. I assume the cage and everything that's going in there is not um, is not an issue with the magnetics of the device, right? You you couldn't have anything. It, 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 it's right. I mean, you you can't have anything right. metallic. Yeah. Well, actually, it's, it's very interesting. It actually is metal. And you know, there's the thing that to remember about metal in an MRI. Everybody thinks that you can't have metal in an MRI. Um, actually, you can't have what's called ferrous metal, which is iron-based metal, and that's magnetic. Mm-hmm. And so what's actually around your head is actually made of copper, oh. and it's made out of what's called non-ferrous metals. And that actually works with the radio frequencies that are employed in the exam to mm. listen for signals that are coming off of uh, hydrogen protons. I can really get into the weeds with the physics with you, but I won't. <laughs> hey, Jim, I got a question about why you have to go in on your back and you can't go in almost like you're on a massage table where you put your face through a donut and go in uh, stomach-wise? Well, actually, you, you do go in on your stomach if you're having uh, breast imaging performed or if you're having something like, you know, your wrist or your elbow. It really depends on the body part that's being imaged huh. and, you know, that coil or whatever that piece of equipment is that's imaging that body part. So if you're having your brain done, Casey, you have to be on your back with the, with the head cage on and things like that. Um, and then it, it just depends on where they have to get you inside that magnet to do the proper imaging. But most imaging, yes, is done supine on your back. Jim, I'm having a friend who's having one done recently or ha- is going to have one done recently. And uh, he said that there are w- options where you can sit in an MRI, MRI machine. Is that correct? 
Yeah, well, you know what? There, there are special what they call you know dedicated MRI machines that are done for like these are really small. These are really small low field magnets that are completely open, and those are for things like ankles and knees, or they may even you know be able to do like your, your elbow or something like that. But they're very very low field. Oh. <laughs> they're very very low field um, MRIs that are just for small body parts and things like that. Those do exist. All right. One one uh, one final question. What is responsible for the large b- clanking sound as the MRI is bang, being bang, yeah, bang, 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 What bang. is causing that? <laughs> right. Exactly. So uh, you, you know, in a nutshell, you, you could liken it to you know, and, and there's a lot of people that explain this in a lot of different ways. But really, what's happening is you know, this is a very high, strong, high field magnet, very powerful magnet, and around those. Uh, that magnet are things called gradients. And what they do is they, in layman's terms, they sort of focus the magnetic field. And when they turn on, and they do that many times throughout, you know, per minute. Yeah. And they, the, what the, their purpose is, is to actually excite the uh, hydrogen proton in your, you know, in the area that's being imaged. Oh, and <laughs> as, that, as, <laughs> as that's occurring many times per second, and it's also selecting, the area that's being imaged, All right. um, and, and that actually has to, you know, has to be, you know, uh, turned on and off very rapidly. And as that's happening, you're actually hearing a disturbance between the magnetic field that's, yeah, that's actually. Oh, it's, it's a lovely sound. Oh, it's a disturbance <laughs> in the magnetic field, a disturbance in the force. <laughs> mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah, it's a, a disturbance in the mag- magnetic field. These are not the nipple rings you're looking for. <laughs> yeah. No, okay, that makes sense. Then I understand why it'd be so loud. All right. That's when I. That's when I tell people to go to YouTube and check it out over there, and that'll explain it a lot better. <laughs> All right, I will do. You that. You did a good I've, job. I, I've always been curious of that myself. All right, thank you, Jim. We appreciate it, man. My pleasure. All right, thank we'll you. see him. Um, if had I known about that chair MRI, I definitely would have fought for that. It probably <sighs> is not the thing for me. Right, but. Yeah. It was your shoulder you were getting looked yeah, at. Is right. everything okay, by the way? No. No. Okay. <laughs> oh, that sucks. Yeah. The last time I got an MRI, which actually was in December, I I. I had to sit there for a while waiting for the machine to get done. And the guy that was, you know, administering everything to me, I had to do it with him without contrast. Was he tickling uh, your toes? He was not. No, but Steve, I could have sworn he was a fan of the show because <laughs> he was started asking me questions. And there were very direct pointed questions to get to what I do for a living and yeah. where I do it. And then once I revealed what I did, he went in and started talking about, like, radio going back into the 80s. And, he, and I was like, okay, this dude knew exactly right. Uh, but he was, a, and I was I'm wondering if it was that guy we were just talking to. That's possible. Yeah, it's possible. Uh, I did one time. I went and I, uh, they they uh, thought we were done, finished the whole thing, and I was in there for it was a long one too. It was like yeah. 40, forty minutes long. <sighs> there was a problem, and we had to mm. redo the whole the thing. Whole, the whole thing. Oh. They were very apologetic about yeah. it. Oh. I was not happy about that. That sucked. I had one of those. Uh, oh, it, it wasn't. It was for something similar, not as. Claustrophobic as the uh, as the MRI, but it was like, oh, yeah, yeah. no, no problem. Nah, I've never had. I one. was in that tube. I've never, never had, had one. A, never, uh, no, God, I've had a ton of them. MRI or uh, the CAT scan either. Doctor Mike loves MRI. Yeah, does he, he really? Does. Why he loves them? I don't know because they're, they're extremely detailed. And, yeah, and you haven't had as many problems as the rest of us. Probably. Well, I don't know. He's, He's torn Achilles. You know, yeah. your, your, your yeah. collarbone. Like you, you. That's had. right. I guess I've had x-rays, just not uh, had to sit in the supine position. That okay. seems weird because you have had, like, ligament-type of damage. Maybe yeah. I'm bionic. Yeah. You might be bionic. Maybe they're bionic. Because yeah. you've yeah. suffered mostly Madonna-related injuries. <laughs> right. yes. By the way, here you go. Here, here's some wonderful MRI sounds. I'm sure this is... <laughs> For people who hate this, this is going to drive you crazy. 
And, and they're weird sounds, yeah. man. Yeah. And it's not consistent. Like, it's not a no. pattern or anything. It reminds me of when I lived, when I had a city apartment yeah. and there was a car alarm. Viper. That's one of those that, that did all kinds of... And it would go off all freaking night. I had memorized the order of oh, that yeah, by, yeah. by the time That's I was That's how effective they were. No one would get up from bed. No, no, yeah, one, yeah. Yeah. no one would call the police. It did get warm in there by the end. Like was they, it cold initially? I, I'm just, the, whatever's happening is obviously producing yeah. some you're, well, sort you're of You're slowly heat. cooking alive. Or, it or, is or usually, it me. Yeah. It's usually cold in the room. They, they put a, yeah. they usually offer a blanket. Maybe um, that's why. Yeah. I'm wondering what the future of MRIs is going to be because the earth is running out of helium. And helium is a is an extremely important component when right. it comes to MRIs. And I wonder if they're, I did talk to somebody who is, uh, that's their field of business. So they're trying to figure out how. What to do. They can do it without helium. Yeah. There's also great videos when they're going to decommission a uh, an MRI machine. Like it's no longer useful for whatever reason. It's been around too long. Um, with they'll throw uh, big metal things in the room and turn it on. Oh, that's so cool! It's really? pretty wild. Did yeah. you ever see uh, Die Another Day, the James Bond movie? They, yep. they have a fight in an MRI lab, and really? he, he uses that to great effect. Nice. It's very cool. Yeah, but there is video of them yeah. doing all kinds of stuff with that magnet. If you want to see it, <laughs> uh, I am going to go to. Hang on, I'm going to go to Doug. Hey, Doug. Good morning. Good morning, bitch. What, what's up, bitch? <laughs> Not really. My wife says I'm an a hole. Your wife says oh, you're an a hole. Okay. Right. Well, give well, us give us a reason to do, to uh, disagree with that. Yeah, we'll be the bitch. You be the a hole. Yeah. Go ahead. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you eating? I've been listening to you guys since year three. You mean of of, of Earth? Yeah, AD. Yeah, uh, you started. You were three years into MMR when I started when I found you. Awesome. Okay, Doug. Cool. All right. Uh, so anyway. What, yes. Anyway. I was in my early 20s when I did my first MMR, and they had to put me all the way in that machine. They put you in a radio machine. Yep. When I got in there, it felt like somebody closed a coffin lid on me. Wow. That's how close my face was to the top. Yeah, it's true. Did Did you ask to get out of there? Well, at the time, I didn't know I was claustrophobic. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no. What I did. They made you put down the turkey leg, didn't they? <laughs> Yeah, I convinced myself to go to sleep. Ah. And it, that's how I survived it, because if I wouldn't have done that, I'd have been crawling out of that machine. Wow, man. <laughs> nice, Doug. How long ago, and was that a long time ago? Yeah, I was, I'm 64 now. I was back in my 20s. Wow. wow that's way back. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, were... I had to, take a, had to take a picture of my brain. I wonder why, I hit, Doug. I, uh, have, I hit too many. I hit too many things with my head when I was young. <laughs> I'm shocked, uh, Doug. Do you think you could ever handle going into another one again if you had to? Now that I experienced it, yes, I could. Okay. Okay. Right. Well, that's yeah, cool. And you just yeah. know to fall asleep. So yeah, just make yourself go to sleep. Yeah. Slam your that's, head on something. It's Doug's defense mechanism. <laughs> I'm going to go to sleep now. And before you hang up, I want to tell Kathy and Marissa, I love you guys. Oh. Yeah. Oh, I watch you every night. Yeah. Going pitter pat. Hey, thank you, Doug. We I appreciate love, it. I love watching Doug. you from my van. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, MRI time. Go to sleep. Uh, 
<laughs> Let me go. This is different. This is uh, Nick. I think you remember I'd, I'd asked if you've ever had you just freaked out and you need to get out of a situation for whatever reason. This might be a different one. Hi, Nick. You're on the air. Good morning. I love you. I love you. Hey, Nick. What's up, buddy? So I actually had to uh, get a lumbar puncture one time. And uh, so, like, I'm in my I'm in my early 20s and um you know, I'm lying on my side, and I'm I'm already afraid of needles. I hate needles. I mean, I'm sure everybody is. Yeah, well, but... well Kathy is was right in your camp there. Yeah, and and people get dismissive of it, but it's a real deal feel a fear. So so go ahead. What what happened? Well, I'm looking away, and I'm I'm get kind of entertained by the fact that I get like this live fluoroscopy, so I can kind of see all of my vertebra and everything kind of moving all at once. And so I'm kind of nervous, and then the nurses are prepping me, and then the, I hear a door open, and the doctor walks in and says, hey, I'm Dr. So-and-so. We're going we're gonna to get this started, yada, 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 yada. And then the nurse goes, you know, Doc, I've never met you before. Are you new here? And he goes, oh, it's my first day. And uh, I immediately oh, God. <laughs> oh, no. By the way, that should be taught in medical school that you never reveal that, that to a patient. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean that they've... You know that the, the you're my first patient ever. What would you rather hear? I've been, I've been, been doing this for for ten years, or yeah, this is my first day. Y- years later, you know, I kind of like yeah, he's probably his first day at the hospital. Exactly, yeah. could be, ever. or the first day but he ever picked still, up anything. Yeah, well, I still tensed up, and the guy's like putting his hand on my back and like you know, relax, relax. If you feel this, right, you stop. So he goes in. And, you know, he goes, if I hit a nerve, oh, it'll God. go down your leg. Oh, boy. So oh God. He hit, he hit a nerve, but it didn't go down my leg. It went right straight into my bits, okay? <laughs> hey, wow. Into oh, your junk, huh? Uh, yep. Yeah. And I went, ah. And he goes, Is it, did it go down your leg? I went, uh-uh. <laughs> and so he goes, oh, okay, well, let me try again. Oh, and God. then he goes, oh, oh, I missed. I got blood. I got to go in again. Oh, gosh. And when he said, I, when I got to go in, I got to say, I'm done. I'm done. Get it out of me. I'm done. Wow. No! So, so you, you waved it off. Well, the nurse comes over and tries to, like, calm me down and is like, you know, it's okay. You know, here's a stress ball. Squeeze this. And I was like, I want it to be done. They said, if you, do, if you get it, if you stop, you're going to have to come in again, and it's just going to be a nightmare for you. So, all right. So I'm, like, trying to focus on my breathing and try to squeeze that stress ball as hard as I could. Finally, he got it, and he got done, and I popped up. And I was like, I was like, get me out of this damn room. Wow. Yeah. I'm, I'm right I with under, you, man. I can understand. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> nice. So, uh, and luckily, yeah. I said, luckily, I didn't get, like, that major headache, but my hand was, like, uh, my hand was so sore for the next three days, I had squeezed that thing so hard. (laughs) That's a fear of mine. Uh, When my wife had her C-section, she had to get the, um, I I guess it's an epidural, Mm -hmm. and that that goes right into your spine, and I... um, I've had my spine. Oh my God, no uh, I, got, I got a nerve block uh, to uh, to check for uh, uh, sciatica nerve issues that I had, and they they lay on the table and stick needles right into your spine. Oh, that's fun. I thought it was going to be really bad. It really wasn't. It went, okay. No, it wasn't that bad. It like makes me want to vomit. They they did. You know they they, they use like lidocaine and stuff like that to deaden the skin, and once they get inside there, they they know where they're going. So. Except for his doctor, who <laughs> he later saw in the hospital gift shop working behind the register. Yeah. <laughs> Doctor, they demoted yeah, yeah. him. Um, man, there was one more thing I was going to mention, uh, and I don't remember what it was. Son of a bitch. Um, but anyhow, 
Yeah, it can it can happen. You can you can freak out a little bit, but just try. I mean, listen, if you're claustrophobic, then it's so hard. Gonna, oh, I remember what I was going to say. I did, have you guys ever had um, uh, a, a dye put into your yes into your a number of times into your blood, not yes. not uh, yeah, uh, not swallowing it. Yeah, yeah contrast not into my blood. Uh, well, I uh, there were a couple times. Oh, actually, I, went, I have went for a cat scan, yeah. and they're like, okay, you're gonna. You're going to feel uh, a taste in your mouth yes. uh, when, we, when we put this through. It's wild. Yeah, it is strange. And, and you're, and you might you, get this metallic taste in your mouth. And that's exactly what you get. And not only that, what they didn't tell me is I had a warming oh my in God. my genitals, <sighs> yeah. which was like hmm. bizarre. I've never felt anything quite like that. If it you was need like to rub somebody, one out, go ahead. Well, it was like somebody put, you know, Ben Gay on your ball. Yeah. I, yeah, and and it was it came out of nowhere. They're like, okay, we're gonna we're gonna put this in now, and you're gonna you're gonna feel this taste, and just be ready. And sure enough, you're like, wow, that's weird. Ooh, oh, <laughs> and you feel like running through your body. It's very strange. That's very nice. <laughs> it's an interesting way to to make you realize how the circulatory system and how works. quickly, yeah, how quickly it works. Fast it yeah. moves through your body. It's some pretty wild stuff, man. All right, well, listen, I appreciate the calls. There's a ton of them up, but we have to take a break in the interest of time. Uh, Kathy's doing fine. MRIs are no big. Is there anything you don't mind at the doctor? Or is it all pretty much? Are you, do you hit a level, even when you just go for an appointment, there's like a level of, uh, of uncomfortableness? Well, no, the appointment is if he makes me wait, I'm going to freak out and leave. <laughs> oh, you read before yes. you go in? Yes. Right. Like the, the amount of time sitting in the waiting room, yeah. that, that pisses me that off. That can be stressful. No question. All right. Well, anyhow. Well, thanks for sharing uh, these stories. We do appreciate it. <laughs> if you're going to an MRI today, yeah. <laughs> get used to hearing this. Because it's going to be... Uh, we're going to take a break. We're going to come back in a second. I have outrageous uh, bizarre file stories to share with you uh, today, and I can't wait to do that. Uh, so hang close, and we'll tell you more about what's coming up on the show in a little bit. Stay put. What's new? Glad you asked. Rob Zombie. Papa Roach. Mammoth Wolfgang Van Halen. More of everything that rocks. I'm 93.3 WMMR. All right, let us take a dive into the world of the bizarre. Bizarre. WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre Bizarre And it is brought to you this morning by Natural Lawn of America. is safer for your lawn kids and pets. And you can schedule their full-service program and get free seeding every year. Call 800-FREE-SEED. Natural Lawn of America. Greener grass, fewer weeds, guaranteed. All right, we're going to start with this. Maybe you saw it. Uh, If not, I'll bring you up to speed on this. A United Airlines flight was forced to return to Denver Airport on Saturday after it suffered an engine failure shortly after takeoff. It was horrifying. Sending aircraft debris raining down on soccer fields, homes, and yards in the Denver suburb. It was United Flight 328 returned after suffering an engine issue. The flight had been bound for Honolulu, by the way. The Boeing 777-200 safely returned to the airport after experiencing right engine failure shortly after takeoff. 
The engine was crumbling and falling apart. There is video from inside the aircraft. Yeah. Have you guys seen it? That oh, will yeah. blow yeah. your mind. And clear as can be. I mean, it is it is a nightmare. The flight returned about 20 minutes after the police in uh, Broomfield had uh, said... Everyone should be looking out the left side of the plane. Nothing to see on the right <laughs> side of the plane. The left side's where it's all happening. Look at those mountains. Uh, don't look on the right side! <laughs> uh, the police in Broomfield said that it had received reports that an airplane flight of the Denver suburb had engine trouble. It had dropped debris in several neighborhoods. No injuries reported. And engine images from the scene showed large pieces of debris lying in the front yards of homes and soccer field at the local park. Photos showing the smashed cabin of a resident's pickup truck as well and photos of a hole in the roof of a local home as this stuff came Astonishing. raining down. No, no one was killed. Nobody nope. was hurt. I mean, I there was one piece, Kathy, that was literally like a foot and a half from the front door of a home. It, and like in the middle of yeah. the str- street in a neighborhood. Right, right, A residential neighborhood. Please caution residents. Take off with far too much of a plane to begin with. It's good we got rid of that. <laughs> Uh, Police caution residents not to touch or move plane debris if they see it in their yard as the NTSB wants all debris to remain in place for the investigation. The flight did not dump fuel either, such as after engine failures on other commercial airlines. Uh, This is often necessary when an emergency landing is needed uh, because the plane may be too heavy to safely land. Uh, It's not clear why the crew elected not to dump. Uh, Travis Luck, one of the passengers, said it was about 20 minutes into the flight when he heard a boom. He said there was a big boom kind of sound you don't want to hear when you're on a plane. And boom goes the dynamite. He said, I instantly put my shade up, and I was pretty frightened to see that the engine was on my side was missing. Uh, we were just glad that we weren't over the ocean because that's where we were heading. So pretty wild stuff. And they've grounded uh, a bunch of those aircraft. Yeah, all, all of that specific just yeah. To, yeah. Um, to do some maintenance and to, to check them out. But I had a pint once in a pub in Dublin with a commercial airline pilot. And um, it was her and her husband. They were both pilots. And I asked them both. I said, yeah. what's like, what's an emergency that gets you nervous? Like she basically said... One engine going, like we can take care of it. Right. That's not a problem. Right. She said it has to be. She she told me both engines. Uh, somebody on the plane's having a heart attack, and like I forget, like what else? There was, you know, like a medical emergency. It was like all of these things, and she said that would make me nervous. But one engine, she said, we're, like we're trained, we can take care right. of that, and they're we designed can land it and keep everyone safe. Yeah, they're designed to fly that way, right? Uh, James McKenzie spat out a piece of his own tongue onto the street. After Bethany Ew. Ryan had savagely ripped it off with her teeth during an incident in Ew. Edinburgh. But that's not the best part. Oh, boy. The best part is a large seagull then flew down and grabbed oh. the fleshy muscle in its beak and then made off before the injured man could retrieve it. The gull ate his tongue. How big a chunk are we talking Big enough to attract a seagull. Yeah. Edinburgh Court was told about the grisly incident, which left the victim maimed for life, when Ryan appeared in the dock to plead guilty to the attack last Thursday. Prosecutor Susan Dixon said that the pair had clashed as they passed each other. Ms. Dixon said the pair were strangers to each other, but an argument developed between them, and the court heard Ryan had initially tried to walk away from the confrontation. Mackenzie continued to be aggressive towards Ryan, and he approached her again with a clenched fist. Miss Dixon said Miss Ryan, somewhat oddly, responded to that by pushing him on the body and kissing him. She kissed him on the lips, and during the course of that, she bit through his tongue, oh, which caused a piece of her tongue, his tongue, to be removed. Mr. McKenzie walked off and spat out part of his tongue. 
at which point the piece of muscle was picked up by a large seagull that made off with the piece of tongue. The chunk of tongue bitten off during the struggle was approximately two centimeters by three centimeters in size. And when you're a Scotsman, you tend to roll your R's. Now you can't do that. You can't do it? No. He's he's done with that. Some cripple. Uh, Ryan was... I can't do it. Later arrested by police, and Mackenzie attended uh, the hospital for treatment where the laceration to his tongue was said to be oozing blood. Uh, he did not require surgery, given that the piece of tongue was no longer available and could not be reattached. <laughs> the judge said because of the serious nature of the incident, he uh, needed to defer the sentence to uh, preparation of reports to later this year. Man. So, okay. Is anybody watching Your Honor? With Brian Cranston. No, I've heard it's good. Yeah, it's a really good show, but there's a scene in it where uh, a piece of someone's brain falls on the floor and the dog eats it. Oh. Oh, And it's like, it's just the tiniest piece, but the thought of it and like, oh my God, it's awful. (laughs) And the fact that your dog would be accustomed then to brains. (laughs) All right, and then we'll do one more story. And uh, I got some other great ones we're going to get to later on. Well, a bodybuilder whose sex doll tragically broke just weeks before Christmas has decided to remarry, this time with a hermaphrodite chicken sex toy. A chicken sex toy? So he was married. He was married to his sex doll. So like an inflatable sex doll or like a real doll? No, like a real doll. Not an inflatable sex doll. This time it's a hermaphrodite chicken sex toy. If I got a woman for you. Uh, Yuri Talachko from Kazakhstan tied the knot with Margot. At Yuri, a... this is Gene Simmons from Kiss, and I'd like to introduce <laughs> you to your new sex doll. Uh, he tied the knot with Margot at a ceremony attended by dozens of guests last November. However, their relationship was thrown into turmoil mm. when she stopped working towards the end of 2020. No. In the interim, Yuri has, quote, cheated on her with a strange object, torn flesh off a chicken... To achieve sexual stimulation, meaning like a you know a fryer that you would buy at the grocery store, uh, and, uh, and he covered you, himself in condensed milk. Oh my God! Well. So he had a whole thing going on. Yeah. Last week, Yuri told the Daily Star that he was considering marrying again, and he has since confirmed the news on Instagram. Mother, I've met someone. He wrote, "I want to make a statement. I will have a second wife soon. As you know, Margot is broken. You also know about my experiments." While repairing her, you saw a video where I play with the chicken. Someone even saw the action itself, he said. So I really liked it. I ordered a huge chicken sex toy. (laughs) They are doing her right now. She will be called Lola. Uh She will become my second wife. That's beautiful. He said. Sometimes you can't go on once you lose, you know, your mate. But he is. He said, I cannot wait. You will also see her soon and you will rejoice with me. And amongst all of this, Yuri earlier said Margot, who is still being repaired, will remain as an older wife. Right. And he has vowed to still respect her. So he's well. a bodybuilder, right? Yes. Any chance he does a lot of steroids? I don't know. It's quite good opportunity for him. He's too, a hairy sure. bastard. Look at this guy. And there you go. That's what I, I have. I hope the chicken likes hair. In the bizarre file for you this morning. Hey, real quick, um, a couple of shout outs if you don't mind. I sure. want to make sure I get to these before I forget to do them. Uh, this one says, hey, good morning, it. Uh, we're listeners from Ridley Park. My son Chase is turning 16 on February 22nd, and I was hoping to get a 16th birthday shout out for him uh, sometime this month. I go back to when uh, he was on, uh, or when when you were on Y100 is what they were saying, and have been a listener ever since. Thank you. And that is from Sean Lampluff, or Lamplu. I'm not sure how you said the last name, but it's uh, his son's Chase, 16th birthday. So happy birthday, Chase. And then one last one says, good morning, it Presbo. I've never been more proud of a father than I am at this very moment. 
I'd like to request a shout-out for my three special sons, Stevie, who is eight, Leo, who is five, and Wesley, who is two. After much practicing and determination, the two older boys finally can fart under their armpits. Ah. I'm crying in te- I'm crying tears of joy writing this uh, email, but most of all, the baby finds it hysterical. This needs celebration. Thank you guys so much. Have a safe trip. And that is from Stephen Kolscher. So here you go. That's a shout out for the two boys who can now do the armpit fart. It's a rite of passage. And the yeah. little one who loves it. All right. And I thought I'd pass those along. All right. Let's take a break. And as we do so, I want to give away some of these movie screening passes. It's a virtual screening pass for the movie, uh, The Mauritanian with Jodie Foster and Benedict Cumberbatch. It's going to be on the 24th at 7.30 p.m., so keep that in mind. That's when you have to watch this. So we'll take uh, callers 789 at 215-263-WMR. It's in select theaters now. It's available wherever you rent movies on March 2nd. So we'll take those callers, set you up. Be back in just a moment. Stay there. Like the Preston and Steve Show podcast? Check out MMR's other audio on demand at WMMR.com or on the MMR mobile app. Hi, I'm Steven Singer, the I Hate Steven Singer guy. You know what I hate? Disappointing my mom. You buy your mother roses, and a week later, they're dead and forgotten. What if you can get a long stem rose that would last forever? Go now to IHateStevenSinger.com and see my famous roses lavishly dipped in 24 karat pure gold in exclusive colors. The only rose guaranteed to last a lifetime. They start at $59. Order now and receive free shipping and have it arrive by Mother's Day. Only at IHateStevenSinger.com. Hi, I'm Steven Singer, the I Hate Steven Singer guy. You know what I hate? Disappointing my mom. You buy your mother roses, and a week later, they're dead and forgotten. What if you can get a long stem rose that would last forever? Go now to IHateStevenSinger.com and see my famous roses lavishly dipped in 24 karat pure gold in exclusive colors. The only rose guaranteed to last a lifetime. They start at $59. Order now and receive free shipping and have it arrive by Mother's Day. Only at IHateStevenSinger.com. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Uh, in the bizarre file, uh, we were talking about this uh, story of a plane at uh, Denver International Airport. Was headed off to Hawaii. Head off to the vacation of your life. Yes, all set to go. Twenty minutes into the flight, oops, an engine falls off. Oops. Uh, we got to turn around and go back, and they yeah. did. And the video footage, as we were talking about, is unbelievable because somebody who was sitting right next to the engine. Uh, took out their camera and got a shot of it. It's on fire while they're filming it. It and it's is rattling. The casing had fallen yeah. off. You're it's just shaking yeah. and everything. I now I haven't caught any interviews with the um, uh, passengers that were on board. But at that point, I would be I would be getting my affairs in order mentally. I would ask for free headphones. Uh, yeah, 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 probably right. Please come on. Um, That's the least we we deserve from all this crap. Yeah, it, it's. It's the height of of terror. You're 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 yeah. watching your engine on fire. I never get I never get scared on aircraft. Um, but I had there are moments when things happen where I'm like, oh, is that is yeah. this serious or not? And you know, like uh, the, the engine on fire. You right. say, is this serious? Exactly. Is this something I should be worried about? Uh, but uh, but the, the the idea of flying and all that stuff never ever nervous at all. I'm all for it. And and if you do, if you run the numbers, the amount of planes that are in the air at any given time, and the amount of people on board, the millions that are flying daily, and the rare occasions that crashes happen, it's statistically there's 
Superman it's, told us. It's it's, it's yeah. just minuscule. Statistically, it's still the safest way to, to travel. But, um, you know, it, it, these are the things that the people who do have issues, this is the stuff that will set them back years when they see images like this. But I do have to say that the most nervous that I've ever been on aircraft has been flying into Denver International Airport. Oh, yeah. Right. I mean... Windy. You bounce around yeah. all over the Massive place. Massive wind shear. On approach. Yeah. Hey, there's audio of this uh, footage that we're watching with the engine on fire taken from a um, we have it. person. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, no, they, they're watching this out the window, not yeah. saying anything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, when you watch the video, it's their cell phone looking at the window, and they're just doing it kind of nonchalantly. They were waiting for something more exciting to happen. Okay. Uh, I wonder, I mean, how could they, how could you not be hearing gasps and screams yeah. and prayers and things like that when you're looking at the engine Stuart, shaking? The seltzer's a little flat. And, and on fire. I know. Uh, I, I don't know. Have you guys ever been on a plane and you thought, okay, we might, this, this might be serious and uh, we might crash. I've had, I've, uh, yes, there was one dramatic altitude drop. Mm-hmm. I did. I knew we weren't, but it's the closest I came to. I mean, there was, there was the, you know, where everyone lifted up in their seats, mm-hmm. uh, the stewardess, uh, in the, in the aisle, the attendant fell down. Um, you know, stuff just... Do you feel your heart rate jump up uh, and everything? Dramatically. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, uh, but I'm like, my mindset is this. There's not a damn thing I can do about it. So, you know, if, if it is, it is. If it's going to happen, uh, you know, I... I'm still <laughs> afraid to die. Yeah. I, it, it would, it would sure, mess but with it's me. like, this is nothing. You know, what, what are you going to do? You I, know? I always look at the flight attendants because if they're right. still standing or even if they're sitting and they're buckled in, I just look at their faces because if they look nervous, then we're in trouble. If they don't... We're probably okay. I was on a flight where the pilot missed the runway, and what? he just came on. He was like, "Sorry about that, folks. I overran that. We're going to do it again." And I was like, "Oh yeah. my god, how so old is he? How low did he get?" To, did- oh, we were low. We, you know, when you look out the window when you're landing. Yeah, I mean, yeah, we were yeah, right yeah. there, and um, I, I, I did. You couldn't really tell, or at least I couldn't from where I was sitting um, until he until you felt the plane. I mean, we got really low like almost you thought okay we're going to touch down right but i guess he was too far down the runway that yeah, he couldn't you wouldn't have been able to stop at the end of it yeah it was at philly and you know there, there's like oh, that fine. you know grassy whole yeah. grassy patch oh. and you want to stop at the end of it so yeah. he, he went back up we we looped around and uh we had to do it again <laughs> yay fun wow uh yeah it's just been uh turbulence and things like that and i and i actually and and when you when you do get into some heavy turbulence um, you'll see, if you look at the plane, the wings yeah, yeah, bend yeah, yeah. and everything. And so I talked to a friend of mine who works in, av- in aviation. I'm like, that scares the hell out of me. I'm like, should I be nervous? She <laughs> said, look, those things, that level of, uh, of, uh, engineering, they are so structurally sound. Right. That that's not something you have to worry about. That, that, uh, uh the wind shear and the, uh, uh, the turbulence is something you really don't have to worry about as far as, the plane falling apart or something like that. So you hear about like the you know there was this like the the the, uh, the Aloha flight. Yeah, uh, yeah. Part the, of it ripped off. Yeah, part of the cabin just ripped off, and people were sitting there like, um, we needed that, didn't we? Right, yeah. right. Well, I love the story, isn't it? Your dad's um, yeah. Steve, who was on a flight, and he'd flown so many commercial. I mean, he was flying constantly. I mean, he was the member. He was a member in every one of those long distance travel clubs they used to have for Delta and American Airlines. He'd been on. Countless flights. That's the way basically he commuted every week. Countless, uh, constantly flying. He's sitting there with his uh, business associate. They're they're in the the plane, 
they're getting ready to to, to land, and and um, you know my my dad hears uh, the uh, the the gears coming down, the, the landing gear, the hydraulics. He doesn't hear the full cycle go, and he says to the um, he says to the, uh, the flight, flight attendant, attendant, "Hey, <laughs> just have them check up in the cock. I, I just it just seems like I didn't hear it engage. I didn't hear it lock. Oh, everything's fine, sir. Everything's fine. The, the, you know what? Just do me a favor, if you would. Just just yeah. go. Just go up." And, and you know, from from we 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 fly a lot. It just doesn't seem his his, his business associate was was agreeing. Yeah, it, it didn't sound. I didn't hear the lock. She goes okay. Go, goes up, and then about five minutes later, you see the actual co-pilot come yeah. out with a winch, a hand winch, and lifts up a a section a panel, in, in the yeah. panel. Yeah, and and was like, you know, and and did the thing manually and say thank you, thank you so much. And yeah. they're, they're, you know, they're lavishing Ooh. thanks on my dad and his his partner, and you know, giving him champagne and everything. But my dad. Absolutely heard the the landing gear not lock into place, which could have been a problem when right, you land. Yeah. Right. That's so pretty wild. Yeah, it's a pretty wild story. You get a free ticket or anything like that. Mm-hmm. He got have. champagne. Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. But, you know his 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 work was covering his uh, his his deal. I'm gonna go to Edgar on the phone. Hi, Edgar. Good morning. Good morning. Hey. Um, Gadzooks. Gadzooks. Gadzooks to you, sir. What's up, man? Uh, a few years ago, I was on a flight out of Sacramento early morning. Missed my flight the night before. Long story short, we're flying out out of Sacramento, hit a bunch of birds. Engine blows up right next to us. Whoa! Whole fuselage is screaming and screaming fire, fire. And a few seconds later, a a flight attendant runs down the aisle with a fire extinguisher, and we're like, that's not going (laughs) to (laughs) be Oh, that's not good. Meaning they thought that the, the fire was inside? Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Uh, right. The whole fuselage filled with smoke, uh, but they cleared it out. We circled around. It was just like this flight. Everybody was going on vacation to, like, Cabo or something. People in Denver on January wearing shorts and sandals. Mm-hmm. Two hours later, I was rerouted on a flight out of, out of San Francisco, and I called my mom and cried like a baby. <laughs> of course. Let me ask you, how difficult was it getting on that second flight? What's that? I'm sorry. How difficult was it getting on that second flight after having that first experience? Uh, you know what? It was a little bit of a surreal experience. Yeah. For the few next few years, takeoff was a bear. I mean, just I would grab onto the to the handles to the things and close my eyes because that first few seconds you just don't know what's going to happen. And uh, for the for the next, I, even now I tense tense up just thinking about it. Oh, and the girl that was sitting next to me got on the flight really late, and I bartered with her for the window seat. And she's like, no, I I really want the window seat. Turns out she was a meteorologist for the local news and got on the phone right away with the news with the news people (laughs) as we're circling around, and the firemen are on the tarmac chasing the plane. And she looks at me and says, you want to be on the news? And I'm shaking like a leaf, and I go, no, 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 no. I don't want to talk to anybody right now. Yeah, wow. it's like Die Hard too when they right. they they're doing the uh, the call-ins from the uh, from the uh, the plane. Yeah, man, that's that's uh, that's that's one for the uh, wow. for the uh, Thanks, life experience bucket. Uh, Jesus, Royce, were you going to share this, or is that why you're walking over to the microphones? Or oh oh, Burnsy's coming in. Bill Burns from our uh, sales department right. had. Uh, apparently, an incident on a plane. Uh, did you guys? Did you know? About I had this? no idea. I know no, he was I... trying to hijack a flight. I want to hear this story. It's uh, maybe the the reason that he was trying to hijack yeah. a flight. No, what? Hey, Bill, how you doing, man? Good. Good morning. Good. So, what happened? So last summer, my family and I were leaving from Newark to fly to London. Yeah. Okay. We get about twenty minutes up in the air, 
and all of a sudden we we think they're starting to cook the food. You start oh, smelling yeah, things. Yeah, yeah. Well, next thing you know, we take a hard right turn and a dive, and we're on the ground in eleven minutes. Okay. Whoa. As we're landing, I look out the window, and you're seeing there's the fire engines are lined up the side. Wow. They were racing us down to the end. We stopped. Uh, fire department comes on with full gear, axes, gas masks, the whole thing. Jesus. Yeah. And, and it was panic. It was just completely crazy. But they never announced but, anything on the plane? They did not. They said wow. we're making an emergency landing in Boston. All right. Oh. When did you? Well, what happened and when did you so find out what we, happened? We didn't find out until after we got off. Okay. Um, there was a, uh, a, a seat. Actually, a, a seat melted. It was on fire. Somebody had their, their phone charging things. Oh, yeah. and the, 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 the battery. The battery exploded. And literally wow. in the front of the flight, oh my God. there was complete flames, smoke. It was what? crazy. There were it, open it was, flames in the, in the phone. Holy crap. In, 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 the, in the plane, yes. And, wow. But the, no one never, never, you know, nothing? No, no, the pilot didn't get on at all? He did. He said, okay. we're just making an emergency landing and we'll be on the ground in minutes. And so, folks, I'd like you to check out the Sky Mall catalog. It's And then we get back to the hotel and you hear on CNN, because yeah. it was a big deal. Uh, Mayday, Mayday, Mayday. That was the plane, that was the pilot to the tower. It was... They rerouted you to Boston. They didn't send you back to Newark. No, I guess we were so far out over the ocean. Ele- we went right. It we just went right. To, we were down in minutes. Was, eleven uh, minutes, approximately like eleven ten minutes from the time that they find something's going on to the time you're landing is pretty amazing. It was so they got to go here. This is where we're going. Yes. Was it like a nosedive? It was a hard bank right. Like it was. Oh, right. We're going down. Like mm. not crashing, but uh-huh. it was under control. But it was. Mm. We're we're on the ground. This is audio was, of Bill. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Did you get free tickets by any chance? We did not. Oh, come on. They put us there for a day. I actually... Um, it is kind of... I mean, yeah, my dad right? saves a flight. You, you know, no, I mean... get anything. Nothing, yeah. Nothing. Come on. You know what? I, I do have a little bit of a fear of that type of thing happening because... Um, I think it might be lithium batteries or, you know, things like vape pens and stuff like that. Yes. You're not supposed to store... No. ...in your baggage. You, you can take them on the plane with you, but you can't put it where they when they store it down below because if that combusts... And the uh, the compartment, the the luggage compartment starts to catch on fire, and there's a big fire in there. That's a that's a real problem right there. And they go up. But have you ever seen some of those batteries go up? They go up like it's like a jet. It's like a jet flame sometimes right. when they go up, and that's obviously the issue. That'll burn through something and start a fire quickly. So did you get? Did you uh, did you any it made the news? Did you get any recordings of it? Do you hold on to it like oh, little I've, keepsakes? I've, oh, I've got. The, I can show you the seat. What it looked like. I mean, it was <laughs> no kidding. It was completely melted. Wow. Yeah, okay. yeah, I want to see that picture. You know, I've, I've melted a few seats after a uh, yeah, after a Mexican. meal or two. Yeah. <laughs> Bill, um, what did you say to your family while all of this was happening? Would you guys have? Well, we, we all we actually weren't sitting next to one another, yeah. so we oh. were all kind of oh, spattered. Because flying overseas, everybody I'm gay! <laughs> 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 the woman next to me was completely panicked. Oh my god! I, I How could you not be? Here. I need to get out of here now. And, yeah. and it was, wow. Where are you going to yeah. go? You going to jump out? Well, once we got to the ground, they wouldn't let us off. Oh, I'm surprised they didn't deploy the uh, the slides. No, they they they. I'm telling you, it was yeah. like it was like a movie. The the end, fire engines were just coming right down the side. They yeah. brought the stairs right up. The guys ran right up with the axes and the pixels and all and axe and picks and all that kind of stuff, and then they got under control. Wow. I mean, you've got to be overly cautious, but the, I, I I don't know what constitutes or what warrants the dispensing of those slides. Yeah, know? I guess I guess once they had it under control. Yeah. All right. Thank thank you, Bill. We appreciate it. I, mean, I want to see that picture. Yeah. Seat, by the way, here's here's a text. It says, uh, 
My family and I nosedived 10,000 feet on a plane from Philly to Las Vegas uh, when I was 10 or so. People were hitting the ceiling. Yeah. Someone had hot coffee, spilled all over them uh, with serious burns. It was nuts. We made an emergency landing in Pittsburgh, switched planes. After four hours, my family and I were interviewed by a reporter upon landing in Vegas. Crazy. Chances are every flight uh, after that should be smooth sailing. I mean, when you, like when we took that that dramatic dive, Preston. You know, I mean, you you'll have turbulence, but when you have something like that where stuff lifts up and you yeah. can see the the flight attendant went up like off the ground, you're like, Negative "Wow!" Yeah. A friend of mine was pregnant with her twins, and uh, she said the plane nosedived down. They were. Uh, she said they did get like a little bit of a warning, though. I, I forget what she said right. they told them, but they were, you know, they were warned that this was going to happen, and they had to get down into their and, crash positions. And well, yeah. and I mean, they the, they had to get the plane down right. quick and and land for whatever reason it was. But she she was like, "This is it. Like my uh, family's dying. Forget it. You crap yourself." Bill, show me this picture of the uh, of the seat, and yes, the the cushion where the where you sit is gone. Yeah, oh, wow. it's completely incinerated. It's, it's cinders. Yeah, wow, that's nuts, man. All right, thanks, Bill. Appreciate that. I'm I bet surprised you they, it didn't uh, get crazy smoky in the uh, in the. It cabin. did all up in the front. It was oh, we it were, did. We were back. I'm, uh, I'm <laughs> on a first class. Yeah. We're in the back. It pays but. to get cheap seats. I I hope they gave that uh, the next person who had that seat a discount. <laughs> yeah. You're going to be sitting on the springs, basically. Uh, let me see here. I'm going to go to. Um, it's uh, Yashpal. Is that uh, how you say your name, Yashpal? Yeah. Hey, Preston. How hey, you doing? What's Good up, morning, bud? It. Good morning. Good morning. Uh, Good morning it to you. <laughs> uh, I live in Charlotte, North Carolina. I'm one of your Indian listeners, but I've been listening to you guys since I was in middle school, since Y100. Awesome. So, Thank you, man. Uh, I appreciate it. <laughs> yeah. So um, this is 10 years ago. I was flying back from London. Um, it, was Valentine- it was after Valentine's Day weekend. So it was a Monday after. And uh, about 10, 20 minutes into the flight, this uh, one of the flight attendants made an announcement if there is anybody with first responder or doctor experience, blah, blah, blah. So this kind of relates to what Kathy was talking about, what makes pilots nervous. So um, I didn't respond right away because I'm first responder trained. I just didn't, it just didn't register. I never heard anybody ask. It's just weird to be asked, you know? Yeah. So I finally, it finally registered. I was like, oh, I raised my hand. I'm like, I can kind of help, I think. So they take me back to the tail section of the plane, and there's me. And another person, she's a nurse, and another person who was a former special forces guy in the in the Swedish army. Um, he was a medic. Uh, so there's this girl on the ground, and she's complaining about having a heart attack. Um, so the oh, nurse man. is already checking her pulse. Yeah. So the nurse is already checking her pulse. I decided to check her symptoms. I asked her some questions, you know, the standard stuff, and check her breathing. And to the two of us, the Swedish, the Swedish uh, um, former Swedish army guy. He was like, look, I'm a trauma guy. I know how to put arms together. I don't know what's going on. I don't know how to do this. Yeah. Yeah. So um, we, the nurse and I spoke, and we are like, look, I don't think she's really feeling anything. Um, it's not, I don't think she's actually having something happen to her. So we tell the flight attendant the same, but they were still nervous. So they decided to land the plane in Manchester City. Um, meanwhile, um, the flight attendant's like, can you help me find her stuff, like, you know, her bags and stuff so we can put it together? So I open up the overhead cabin, and one of those lights that line the cabin, if you guys are familiar, yeah. rolls down and hits me in the back of the head and just explodes everywhere. Oh, my God. Um, yeah. So um, thankfully, it didn't cut me or anything, but there was a big gas, like, you know, how, like, a cloud of gas was around my head. So okay. I kind of stepped backwards with my eyes closed because yeah. I didn't want the gas in my eyes. 
And then um, I stepped away about a couple feet and it dissipated. Then I was like, everybody in the tail section was just staring at me, scared out of their mind. Uh. And I'm like, guys, it's okay. I'm fine. You know, there's no cuts. Don't worry. The flight attendant was nervous. I'm like, it's fine. We're good. I got a hard head. So then uh, we gather her things. We land in Manchester. The EMTs come on board and uh, they look, uh, you know, everybody's uh, deplaned except for me and the couple of people that responded. And the NTs come on board. They look at the scene. They check her. One of the guys is like, what the hell happened here? And imagine being asked that in the English accent, which is kind of funny. Right. Imagine it that way. Right. And I was like, oh, the light rolled and exploded. They're like, just, they start checking me, and they're like, oh, you're fine. I'm like, yeah, I'm good. I'm good. And then what's going on with her? And they're like, eh, I don't think she's really suffering anything. So was it, take her off the plane. It was just a panic attack? Yeah, that's what it seemed like, right? Yeah. So they take her off the plane. I'm sorry this is a little long, but there's about 10 seconds more of the story that's very interesting. So we take off, and we all sit in our seats. The Swedish guy comes up to me, and he's like, look, man, I think she was talking to somebody before we boarded the plane. And, like, it was really weird. I'm like, do you remember what he looks like? And so he's like, yeah, I think so. So he finds the guy. Um, turns out he was a pastor um, from somewhere in Western Africa, and he was flying to America for a conference. And he told us that the girl had just broken up with her boyfriend and she was crying her eyes out before we boarded at the gate. So he went over to, to like talk to her and comfort her. So it seemed like she was just completely destroyed emotionally. Okay. And she did not want to leave England. So then she just kind of came up with this whole, I have a, I'm having a heart attack or I'm having a panic attack or I'm, having, <laughs> I'm allergic to something. It was crazy, man. So, wow. so she, she pulled that maneuver huh. to get the plane to go back. And and then you know caused all this other crap for all the other passengers. Wow! I yeah, assume you're 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 crazy. you've got to be liable for. I mean th- that's a that's a that's a criminal act. I mean if you're if you're faking, obviously you're more than welcome to have a heart attack legitimately. But if you're faking yeah. that, do, do you know if it, what came of that? Did they ever uh, uh, prosecute well, for anything? I don't know what happened at the other end of that uh, uh, story, but the uh, attendants were asking me, like, they could help me out about what, he, what right. I need, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, I'll take the beer and the ice cream and the tall glass. Right, right. Uh, I'll right, put the rest right. in a gift certificate. Yeah. All right. Yep. So I got hammered for the last little fight. That's what I nice. know. Nice. nice. Yeah, yeah. So you win. <laughs> All right. Yeah, Spell, thanks for the call, man. We appreciate it. Jeez. Yeah, take care. You See you later. As he was telling his story, uh, it was maybe it's a topic for another time. If you've ever actually, because he gets hit in the head yeah. and everybody's looking at everything, if you've ever actually had to say the word, Show's over, folks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's done. All right, everybody. Nothing to see here. Nothing yeah. to see here. Yeah. All right, everybody get a good look. Good. All right, we're fine. Uh, all right, so this is completely different. I'm going to go to a um, someone who's taking a flying lesson. I'll go to Jack. All right. Hi, Jack. You're on the air. Good morning. I am the god of hellfire. <laughs> <laughs> and I bring you fire. What's up, Jack? I, uh, I, I used to be, uh, I used to take flying lessons when I was a lot younger. I was like 14, 15. Mm-hmm. First flying lessons, I, flying lesson I ever took. So my mom's on the tarmac watching me take off. And, uh, we, we're just getting off the ground and I, I tap the pilot on the shoulder. I'm like, Hey, uh, my, my door's open. And he's like, what? <laughs> I was like, my, my door's open. And he goes, Oh crap. And he <laughs> leans over and cramps my door. And as he leans over, he's turns the yoke and the whole plane goes like 90 degrees so the wing was almost like touching the runway and meanwhile my mom's like listening to the radio watching me and she's like oh that's my son up there oh my god, oh my god. <laughs> what? 
That's great. <laughs> Wait Terrible. a minute, Jack. So when he leans over and his leg hits the yoke, and it le- does it does the plane dip in the direction of the door being open, like just to- yeah, like I was oh it was my side. Oh my god! And the, like I I mean like I guess we I don't know gra- gravity or whatever kept me from falling out or whatever. Were, but, were, were you like, strapped was, in? Did you have a seatbelt? No, or anything? yeah, I was wearing a seatbelt. Okay. Seat Still, you don't want your door open while you're leaning over. Uh, the um, yeah, I, I think part of any. Is it like that? The first things they say in lesson one: yeah. close your door. Shut the door. I love that your mom's like, "That's uh, my son up there." <laughs> oh my god! Damn, he's hanging out of that aircraft. Yeah. Wow, oh dude, god. that's a hell of a story. All right, thank yeah. you, Jack. Appreciate it, man. That's a, uh, a different kind of. I thought I was yeah. going to die on a plane story. Wow, interesting. Loads of calls, but we got to take a break. But listen, if you have not seen the footage of this yet, I've never seen anything quite like this no. when it comes to. Uh, somebody, you know, a problem on an aircraft and a passenger getting video. This jet engine is falling apart and is on fire as they're trying to get back to the airport. It's pretty wild. Yeah. Take a look when you get a chance. And they've grounded those aircraft until they take a look at all of them and make sure, <laughs> make sure that their engines can stay together. It's a good idea. All right. Uh, we're going to take a break. Uh, when we get back, a uh, lovely young woman will be joining us. Her name is Leah Hatsakis, and uh, we met her when we were in London. And she does some really cool YouTube videos. And uh, we haven't talked to her in a long time, and our name came up in one of her videos. This is from an yeah. older one. But uh, we're like, hey, let's check in with her. So we'll do that when we get back. Stay put. We'll return shortly. The free MMR app for your phone. You can stream us live, get on-demand audio and video, and we can even send you alerts on really important stuff. Plus, it's Android Auto and Apple CarPlay compatible. The MMR app, making your smartphone a little dumber. Uh, we have a guest standing by. Let's take a look at NJM Insurance Group traffic first. Kathy, what's going on this morning? I think this is the day I have been fearing for a very long time. Why? My entire computer just went black. Oh, man. oh boy. It's plugged in. You got nothing? I got nothing. Okay. All oh, right. all right. Um, well, we can come back to it later. All right, we can do that later. Or not. Was there, or not. Now, there was a tractor trailer fire earlier this morning that was on. Yeah, on 95. 95 near uh, Allegheny or something like that. Uh, yeah. It's on one of the main bridge. thoroughfares in the it area. was at Bridge Street, and it was still out there the last I checked. That uh, might still be going on. No, no. Yeah, use, uh, mine it's going to take forever to, okay. to log in. I don't know the passwords. All right. <laughs> All right, well, we'll come back to it. We, yeah, we, we, got, we got bigger things to get to anyway. And I can't see our guest now. Uh, well, here, you can see on my... Right. Can you see on my sort you. of? All right. So we're going to... Is this going to work? Yes. It is? It is. Well, okay, it, so. it, does it work to our level, which is oh. just barely working? Here's the deal. Sure. It's going to work, and I can almost guarantee that it's going to sound better than, than some of our phone interviews in the past uh, couple okay. of months. So, so we're going to try doing a uh, FaceTime slash Zoom type of hookup with our next guest. Correct. All the way from London, by the way. Yes. yes. All the yeah. way from England. So, yeah. Um, uh, and in fact, it was in London we were broadcasting live. How long ago was that? Two and a half years ago? All right. It was uh, 2018. 2018. Okay. Yeah. So we were, uh, it was several years ago. I'm not going to do the math right now. <laughs> no, no. It was four years ago. What yeah. October 2018. So about uh, 12 years two ago. Two and a half years ago. And so we were uh, broadcasting uh, from London and we wanted to get some local flavors. So Casey had gotten in touch with our next guest to come by and visit her and uh, her um, show partner. Uh, stopped by and we had a great conversation. And not that long ago, we actually came across some audio of her referencing us. 
Should I play that clip first, yeah. you think? Yeah, Because we had such a major impact on her and her life. Clearly. Oh, is that what it set was? her off she in a completely us. different direction. Yep. Yeah, so uh, <laughs> this we saw this on her on her YouTube channel. Can you do your best American Please. accent? By the way, she's English. She's asking uh, for people to, to try and, and fake an, yeah. an American accent. And then she stumbled across these guys. Really? Certainly. What do you need? <laughs> oh, you're American. Yeah. Oh, you do? Oh, it's like, there's no way. Where are you from? Uh, Philadelphia. Oh, I was on the Preston and Steve show. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I wasn't big in Philadelphia. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Never heard of those guys before. <laughs> and you heard the difference. <laughs> no. Where are you from? He, go, he goes, Philadelphia. And she's like, oh, Philadelphia. Right. Yeah, he said Philadelphia. <laughs> she actually um, pronu- uh, announced all of her syllables. I mean, uh, pronounced what? all of her syllables oh, correctly. Uh, what are they called? Consonants. Consonants. All the consonants. The syllables. Yes. Yeah. All right. Well, anyhow. Yeah. Uh, that got her back on the yeah. radar. We're like, you know, we should check in with Leanne and see how she's doing and what's sure. going on in her world. So yeah. we are happy to bring to the program this morning Leah Hetzakis. Hey. Leah, can you hear us okay? Hello, hello, hello. There we go. I'm very well, yeah. I can hear you perfectly. Excellent. Uh, well, listen, uh, hope you're doing well these days. How are things in your uh, neck of the woods? Yeah, really, really good. Um, thank you so much also for the compliments on pronouncing all the syllables. I mean, <laughs> Philadelphia. There's quite a lot of them there. It sure is. It's, 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 a, it's, a, it's a hard thing to get out. But you, 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 so you have made sort of a career out of um, having fun with the, the, the cultural similarities and the cultural uh, differences. And obviously the way, the way that uh, our dialect as opposed to your dialect, but it's it's funny. It, we always love hearing people attempt, and we were sort of actually. I guess we got off on the uh, the topic because so many actors who are on American shows have turned out to be Brits, and we you know we have no idea, and it's always a stunning thing when we find out that they're British. Wow. And so uh, they're doing some phenomenally good um, American accents. So uh, what you yes. do is right in our wheelhouse. We yeah. love we love that exposure what, is isn't it funny though that there's so many brits out there that do american accents and like even americans don't know it right. i know mine wasn't any good but <laughs> you never really you never really get any americans getting away with a really good british accent i don't think well we i tend to think that what i do is like this morning i was doing the very old the majesty the queen and that sort of you know the, the, everyone does exaggerate <laughs> what i find very uh, interesting though is that when a lot of the people you went to in particular in the one video that we played the clip from, everybody was doing sort of a variation on a on a valley girl or a uh, oh my god yes. and, and, and and coffee yes. came up and that, that seemed to be the, the is that what Watch. you get the most? <laughs> Yes, I think people just go to one assumption, like one stereotype, like right. ditzy valley girl. And like I think people forget that there's other accents because <laughs> we just live in our real closed world here on this little island. And you, you yourself say you don't do a very good American accent. I mean, I don't think it's that good, <laughs> but I don't know. Can you give don't us we? some? I'm going to put you on the spot then. Can you give us some? Yeah, sure. I mean, I did just do it, but I'll do it again. Oh. Hey, my name's Leah. I'm a YouTuber. Uh, <laughs> Not I, bad. It's good. I love Preston and Steve. Like, whenever I meet anybody from Philadelphia, I'm like, oh, my God, do you know Preston and Steve? <laughs> yeah, that's good. That's, that's good. good. Well what are you done. saying? You're very good. Well really? done. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> 
No, but I, I genuinely, as soon as I said those guys said they were from Philadelphia, I just did that immediate thing where I go, who do I know from Philadelphia? Oh, I know Preston and Steve. <laughs> so I had to, like, name drop. <laughs> what would you call, classify your dialect as? Because there, there are yeah. a number of, there, you know, someone, uh, Liverpudlian and, uh, and, and all, you know. Yeah, Leeds. You Leeds, may, be, all you of, may yeah. have a, uh, an accent that leads from a certain territory. Um, Leeds is like this. Yeah. <laughs> You've got Liverpool, Liverpool like chicken and a can of coke. That, that's what like Liverpool right. sounds it's, like. It's a, it's a Paul McCartney, right? It's like a lot but of that, then, right? Wait, do that one again. It's like Paul, Mac- Paul McCartney, right? Like a little bit like that. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah, I'd, right, well, I'd say I'd say mine's quite neutral, to be honest, guys. You, 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 so in in England, would you be, would would people have a difficulty figuring where you are from? Because I, I find that I'm considered my my um, speaking pattern is sort of what I would call antiseptic, and I think everyone else yeah. on the show, though, though I'm from um, New York and Long Island, my wife has a very Long Island type dialect. But right. do you consider yourself antiseptic in the way you are perceived in England? Do you know what? You can't use these big words with me, and I don't know what antiseptic means. Well, the, the people can't, can't, they can't. I thought de- that was a racist thing. I don't know what I'm talking about. You know, people just say you're, Engl- you're from England yeah. rather than a specific part of England. Right. Got you. Okay, so they can probably hear, if they listen very closely, right. I was born in the Midlands, so uh- like in the middle of the country, but I've spent so much time in London that they're just like, oh, she might be a Londoner. Okay. So, Leah, um, so, yeah. Kate Winslet uh, was recently uh, filming in our area here, and she had said wow. of all the dialects that she has had to learn <laughs> throughout her career, so she had to learn for her, her role out here a very specific dialect of this area, um, which is uh, there's, there's a, a county called Delaware County, which is uh, just south of Philadelphia. And as you get deeper into that direction, the accent kind of takes on its own life. So she had to learn this, and she's a master. She's amazing yeah. at, at, at changing her accents and dialects and all that stuff. She said it was in the top three of her most difficult accents to ever try to master, and to where it got her so mad she wanted to throw things around. So she has a type wow. of beard it's- that can pick up on these very, very mild differences in, in dialects, and it's, it's pretty wild uh, that she, that she found it. That's really impressive. Yeah, yeah. Um, but do you uh, think is there something very specific about that accent that I would be able to <laughs> notice a difference you know, of? What? Well, well, Casey is is Delco, you know, uh, through and yeah. through. However, there, there, Casey, there, there's, yeah. there is. I think the thing that was the conundrum for her was that it, it, it there are little subtle nuances that scream Delco, but if and if you don't hit them. It's not going to sound authentic. Well, the one the one that seems mm-hmm. most obvious is the long O. Yeah, the the, uh, the O Wooder. sound. Uh, no, not Wooder, because uh, that, that's an odd. Like yeah. phone. Oh, phone. Like phone. Home. Home. Instead of phone yeah. or home, it's it's got a little O, like a, a closed W that comes around it. Phone. Home. Um, <laughs> There's also like um, wow. it's like a laziness with. Um, with sounding out the the syllables and the consonants and stuff it's like, like everything blends like yeah. there are, yeah like you're right like syllables blend together well Philadelphia for example becomes fluffier yeah yeah Philadelphia Philadelphia yeah and so there so that is that just sounds like fluffed <laughs> you're exactly right but yeah. um, there is this uh, this girl who on Facebook she's from the Havertown area she took that trailer that uh, HBO released and she went like I'm telling you like second by second and would like pause she goes okay she did this right she didn't do this one right 
Uh, and I mean, she really dissected it. I'll have to show you guys, but it's it's really. Uh, I mean, pretty spot on. Well, who do you who do you think, uh, uh, Leah? Who, who do you think, as far as um, at British actors that are doing American dialects, who do you think really is is at the top of their game? Oh, the top of their game. Yeah, I mean, just you know so what? Many. Um, there's this guy, and he was in Gossip Girl. What's his name? Oh, that the, like he's like bizarrely good looking, like like yes. a, almost like scary good looking, and he Very I had no idea hot. he was British. Yeah. That dude does a, yeah. does a solid American accent. And he does a good one. Is, is it, Who else? Is it right for us to feel like like we are we're we're like it's almost like it's not like we're we're pissed off. It's like, are you kidding me? <laughs> how are they? How are they? You know, because because it's easy. You guys could easily infiltrate us and and take the country back again. <laughs> I just think you don't get enough exposure to British telly. That's got to be it. So we see so much American TV. You've got kids just w- watching it, and they're just absorbing it from a young age. Yeah, I signed up for a thing called... Whereas all you get is, like, Bridgerton <laughs> and Downton Abbey, and they're like, ooh, <laughs> the queen. Right. Yeah, <laughs> it's true. Leah, when we were over there two and a half years ago, uh, we had so much fun. It was really uh, great broadcasts uh, for, for two days, and obviously the reason for going was the Eagles game. Um, but uh, we've been talking about it ever since and, and wanting to get back. And London is is obviously London. But where would you recommend Americans go to see England outside of London? Oh, definitely the Cotswolds. Get out into the countryside, see some beautiful little English villages. Amazing. Oh, just, yeah, you'll absolutely fall in love with it. Just go on Pinterest, babes. Yeah. <laughs> I, um, Pinterest will get you where you need to go. I have fallen in love with a show on Apple TV. It's called Ted Lasso. I've actually watched the entire season <gasps> three times. Have you watched it? Is this the guy who does, well, is it Cornwall? Uh, well, no. he's in he's in Richmond. I don't know if he you know he's a, the uh, manager of a, a football team and it's, that's called AFC Richmond. I don't know. I, I know that it's not a real team out there, <clears throat> so I don't know if he's actually representing an area that actually exists or not. But um, regardless, the the amount of um, you know different accents you hear on that show, like there's a guy named Roy Kent, and uh, I don't I think he. His dialect, he uh, he's the type of guy who sa- who pronounces his ths and like an f. I don't know. Yeah. Okay, so where would that be from? Yeah. Do you know? I think it happens. It, it, it kind of happens all over. It does okay. <laughs> yeah, you might. You know, like the word smoothie. Someone might be like smoothie. smoothie. Yeah, instead <laughs> of nothing, they say nothing. Yeah. That's right. Like, yeah. Kills in, me. In the movie To Sir with Love, I don't know if you remember that old movie, but there's a lot of that. The th becomes the f. I, I'm, we're fascinated by it, but I, I think you're right. Also, on the, on the original travel plan, we, if you get outside of the normal touristy areas and visit the, because uh, my wife and I did take a long vacation in England a while ago and hit a number of different areas that are off the, um, you know, the standard path. And man, you, mm. that's where you really get a feel for what's going on. At least, at least stuff that you would never experience otherwise. Yeah, definitely. I love that off the beaten track. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Leah, by the way, I wanted to ask, I watched, I went on your, your personal uh, YouTube page. I know that you, Joel and Leah, and you have went that uh, with you guys together. Who was, uh, Joel came out to, when yeah. we met with you in London, but I watched your personal one and, I have to ask about one of the videos I saw where you were using a product that allowed you to pee standing up. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Have you have you seen that video yeah. taken off? Uh, I, oh, was, I just watched it this morning. It's the first time I've ever seen that product actually used by someone. I mean, it's video of Leah standing no. up, taking a leak in the bushes. 
It's hilarious. Right. And you gave, you actually gave it a thumbs up. You gave it a, like a uh, like you're going to use it. Well, do you know what? We were in lockdown. There was no there was no public toilets open, so there was no loos anywhere. So to go for a wee, to go for a number one, you had to buy this device. That oh my gosh, it's playing! I'm absolutely mortified. Oh my god! Oh, that's that's. Oh my gosh! And it just came out perfectly. You just pee through this little oh, straw no. thing, and it worked. Well, oh, it wow. didn't get everywhere. It, works. it didn't get all over no, the place. I didn't. It was, it was a little tiny bit of leakage, but other than that, it was perfect. Well, it's basically oh a, uh, it's basically, a it's a converter. It's, yeah, it's, a, it's uh, a converter. Yeah, it's, oh, it's all right. the they call it, yeah. they call it a she-wee. A she-wee. <laughs> so what did it, what did it feel yeah. like to, to, to pee like a guy for a moment there? <laughs> If I were a boy, <laughs> <laughs> that was great. Oh my god! Yeah, yeah. that was really good. Hey, um, Leah. So we obviously we're talking about accents and dialects and stuff like that, and I want to talk about vernacular and and different words that we use. I thought um, last week when you and I were emailing back and forth, I thought you were taking a piss, <laughs> and uh, you called um, your calendar a diary. Is that so? When I said I was going to mark this in my calendar, you said you were going to put it in your diary. <laughs> And oh so here God. in the States, a diary is like a little journal, like right. that's something that you, you mark down like your this, personal thoughts, your personal thoughts sure. of this is what happened to me today is. Oh, a, my gosh. That a, is mortifying. <laughs> that is so embarrassing. <laughs> your diary. I am so excited to be on the press Oh, my gosh. No, we all call it a diary. Like, I'll pencil that in the diary. That's right. in the diary. It basically, it basically just means schedule. Okay. So she wasn't Casey. She wasn't writing longingly about her interactions with you that day. Damn. Oh, my God. I'm getting to talk to Casey again. How phenomenal. This is Leah Foster. Oh, Oh my God. One day I'll be Casey's wife. No, it's uh, now, yes. Casey mentioned taking a piss. Now that's a that's a a, a phrase. And does that mean kind of uh, pulling around. one over on you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you guys putting that video up of me peeing through the thingy, <laughs> yeah. you'd, you'd be taking the you'd be taking the piss out of me. You're just you know, having a bit of fun. Just right. Have to laugh. I like that. I like I like that. You, you mentioned being in, in in lockdown and everything. Is are things starting to uh, to ease up a bit over there? Uh, we've got an announcement coming on tonight from Bojo, who's okay. Boris Johnson. That's what we all call Boris Bojo. Johnson. Bojo. Yes. Yeah, so he's he's making a statement later to tell us what's going on, but we're still in total lockdown here. Still wow. total lockdown. Total lockdown. Yeah. Man. How has that been on uh, on you, on your, your mental state, uh, having to deal with all this? Oh, do you know what? Ups and downs, really. It's just, I guess it's the same for everyone. Some days you wake up and you wonder, what, why am I sad? And then you go, oh, yeah, we're in the middle of a global pandemic. <laughs> right. right. Yeah. Is, uh, is YouTube your full-time job or do you do something outside of that? Yeah, I'm a full-time YouTuber. So I've been doing all my videos split screen with um, Joel, my, you know, my YouTube partner. So uh-huh. we just sort of split the screen down the middle and hope for the best, really. Leah, um, here in the States, you know, we're, we're pretty much precluded from doing much international travel. I think a lot of people here are looking forward to maybe doing some domestic travel this summer. We couldn't even do much of that last year. Um, are you guys allowed to travel outside of the British Isles or are you even allowed to travel like to Wales or Scotland? I think you are if you say it's work. 
Yeah. So um, I'm not telling everyone to go book their flights, but I've actually booked flights to Boston in June, would you believe? Yeah. And I've got COVID insurance. So if they get cancelled, I can rearrange. If uh, we're not allowed to travel, rather, I, I can reschedule. What's going on in Boston? Didn't I just fancied it, really? No. Yeah, oh, yeah. You're not far from Philadelphia. <laughs> very close to yeah, Philadelphia. Come, yeah. 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 Oh, okay. Yeah, maybe could do a, you know, a few days there as well. Just why come, not? Come on down. Come We'd in. gladly open Go up the, yes, the hermetically sealed studio for you if you were to come into town. Absolutely. So yeah. uh, that, that, that's oh, cool. As far as you're, you're doing being a YouTuber and everything, obviously it, it's funny that people who are actively making an entire living off of it and, and generating the content that you are, have you had to upgrade your, your studio, your equipment? Or, it, you know, I assume that every, cause I just, I just bought a program just to start doing some YouTube stuff because it's, and now it's the way everyone's yeah. doing it. And it looks like it's going to be the way people are going to be doing it at least whether they have to or not. I mean, this stuff is just yeah. advanced so much. What do you, what are you working off of? We see your, your, what appears to be your living room. Oh, gosh, yes. Yeah. Sorry, this absolute tip. Haven't cleaned. <laughs> um, <I'm joking. laughs> um, yes, in terms of equipment, I bought a few new things. Yeah. Uh, what, are you, what are you using out of interest? Uh, well, I, 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 like I, I, I'm using my regular, I have a Sony camera as my, my web camera, and I'm using, a, I just got a program called Ecamm Live, which is pretty cool, mm. I, you know, and, and, and starting to at least try some of this stuff. I, is it, I, I always assume that you have, you know, I, I, at the level that you're at, you have a pretty rocking setup, right? Do you know what? It's not the case. I think most people have just got really basic kind of... I'll show you my camera. It's just this one here. I suppose the radio, the listener oh, can't see. There you go, yeah. Just, you know, it's just a little Sony, yeah. £700. I mean, to be honest, like, that's probably my most... That's my biggest asset. Okay. <laughs> All right. All right, cool. Well, whatever you're doing, it's looking good. I'm such an idiot. Thank she said you. £700. I was like, man, that's heavy. That is a heavy <laughs> ass camera. Oh. Sorry, I meant in, uh, you know, yeah, I know. $700. No. It took me a second. I got but it, it. It made you seem very strong that you could lift it with one hand. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Imagine. <laughs> Imagine. Uh, and you know what? Uh, real quick, I'll ask. How, do, uh, how difficult is it to monetize once you have a YouTube channel? And it, uh, are there a lot of steps involved to get the money to you? Yeah, sorry, I thought you were going to ask me that really awkward question of how much money do you make, and I was thinking, don't ask a British person that. 700 pounds. <laughs> yeah, so to get monetized, you have to have 4,000 hours of watch time. Hmm. So it's quite a lot of views, I guess, yeah. at the beginning. Uh, as well as that, you need to have gained, I think, 1,000 subscribers, and then you can technically switch on the ability to have adverts playing on your videos. So, I mean, there's no stopping anyone, really, if they've got, if they want to put their mind to something and just go for it. Right. But then does YouTube send you essentially paychecks and then you have to handle taxes and all the other things like that? Yeah. So they'll just pay you and then you have to handle all your own accountancy. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, YouTubers are no good at numbers. So, well, most of us aren't. Don't know about everyone. Right. Uh, so, yeah, just sort of throw that all to an accountant and say, sort my life out, please. Right, right. It's pretty wild how the machine works. I mean, I, I have a YouTube channel. I just do these uh, drum covers just for fun, these videos that I make. And you um, pee in the bushes. But you can, um, that's next. <laughs> but you, you can break the, the metrics that they can break down as far as the people watching, who's watching how from what time, uh, what types of people, how many engagements. It's the, the yeah. it's ridiculous the amount of stats that are available. You get you get uh, caught up in, in analyzing all of that stuff. 
Yeah, I do. Because people ask, they go, oh, how many uh, males have you got? How many females have you got watching? What's your biggest age demographic? So you end up looking and the kind of biggest age demographic I've got is 25 to 35 year old females from majority of the U.S. Okay. Yeah. Is um, that right? Yeah, because we knew you were, yeah. well, that's, that's how we sort of found out about you. Well, yeah, somebody you, t- had, yeah. had emailed me and said, hey, if you're going to be over there, you should check out, you know, Joel and Leah. I wasn't aware of them, and we were looking for, you know, we wanted to, you know, we were looking for guests out there, and and, uh, so it was somebody from our area who was like, you really need to look these guys up. Yeah. I have to imagine, so, so you, you, so you have a lot of females, you you probably, do you have a lot of uh, queries from uh, male listeners who want to uh, perhaps uh, uh, find out more, uh, get together with you? They think you're hot. Yeah. Is is that something? Yeah, Yeah, yeah. You know what? You know the the, the male demographic's like forty percent. So oh. it's not that far off. Females, it's not like I'm in the ninety percent female reach. Right. Do you know what? I mean? Yeah, and, but um, yeah, you, I guess they do sort of email me and that. But creepers too, right? Do, yeah, I do, mean, do you get people who are creepers? Okay, I've had a few. Yeah. Um, don't get me wrong. <laughs> <laughs> but for the most part, pretty respectful. No, everyone's lovely. Yeah, right. it's okay. nice to have a little community online where you just like we feel like we know each other. But well, now that you've been seen uh, peeing in the bushes, they know <laughs> you a lot better. So you, have <laughs> uh, yeah. seen it all. Yeah. Any, any more products like that you're planning on t- <laughs> testing out? Is there one for poop? You know where we can all stand. Oh God, up? I don't know. Oh, there can't gosh. be. That's if disgusting. you guys know of any strange products, then you know, oh, drop do. me a line because okay. I can I can try them out and they seem to be getting views. So yes, all right. yeah. Yeah, we'll just, send you an entire list. I'm just scrolling back through your Instagram, <laughs> Leah, and there's one from uh, oh, 35 yeah. weeks ago where you, you – I'm just going to quote you. It says, thankful for no camel toe that day. Oh, my God. And this, it's uh, uh, at Leah Hat. So yeah. you're not – you know, you're, you'll poke fun at um, <laughs> anatomy, I suppose. Oh, my gosh. I can't believe that. I don't even know what picture it was. But, yeah, always <laughs> thankful when there's no camel toe. Absolutely. <laughs> And so you should be. <laughs> stay wow. grateful. Stay blessed. I woke up today. No camel toe, babe. You know, we, to the we have all sorts of, like, oh for example, God. in the States, we refer to it as a, as a ninja boot, yep. moose knuckle. Yep. Uh, the whole, yeah. The, the, yeah. yeah. Yeah, you guys don't have moose over there, so. <laughs> <laughs> right? So yeah. it'd be foreign. Yeah. I've got no idea. All these mm, great things right. you can add to your lexicon when you're talking about it. Yeah. Have you ever boot. seen a moose by any chance? No, is that an animal? Oh yes. my gosh! So when you go to Boston in June, you should maybe hop over or up, I should say, to New Hampshire and andor Vermont, and you might be able to see a moose. It is you, so you've never actually even seen a moose on the internet. Oh right, no, I've just googled it. I, I've seen one of them on the internet, but never I've seen one in real not, life. Not really, well, know, listen, it, very, there, there are very few people who've actually seen a lot. Of, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. they're a majestic go. The yes. moose knuckle is really something to behold. Yeah. In the morning. <laughs> There's still do on it. Yeah, it's amazing. Uh, wow. Okay. Well, listen, we thought it would be fun to check in with you, and turns out it was fun. Yeah. 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 Leah, You're which awesome. Is, which is oh, excellent. So. so good to chat. Yeah. And and listen, if you do make a trip to the States and you're on the East Coast, please try and uh, and uh, plan to come and see us. It would be uh, wonderful. And, and give Joel our best, too, please, okay? Will do. Thanks so much, guys. Take Thank care. You. See Absolutely. you soon. You too. Bye. Make sure you Bye. check out Leah, guys. Bye. Yes. On YouTube, Leah Hetzakis, spelled H-A-T-Z-A-K-I-S, or you can check out Joel and Leah as well. 
And, uh, yeah, they got a lot of uh, followers in the States here. So, uh, that's cool. Nice. I think that's because their, their topic matter is definitely um, definitely something that you'd be interested in. People like to see how they're perceived in other parts of the world yep. and how we're perceived in general. It's yep. cool. Yep, it's good. All right, Case, should, uh, should we take a break or should we chat some more or what? Well, we do have a what? little bit of time uh, okay. if you wanted to chat, if you had other things that you wanted to chat yeah. about. Well, uh, Kathy. Yeah. Is your computer working? It is, yeah. Okay, so we can do traffic now if you would We like. skipped that before, so let's take a look at NJM Insurance Group traffic. What's going on, Kat? So we've still got 95 shut down northbound between the Betsy Ross Bridge and Bridge Street cleanup from the earlier tractor-trailer fire from this morning. Uh, it stopped back to Girard Avenue. Uh, if you get off, you can re-enter on that Castor Avenue on-ramp. Uh, you can kind of loop around that and get back on 95. Uh, now south on 95, we're jammed. Academy, actually, we're stopped. Academy to Bridge Street, the two left lanes are blocked on the southbound side with an accident. So 95, not the place to be this morning. Uh, the Boulevard southbound, that's jammed 9th to Fox through the construction zone. Only one lane available. Somnitown Pike at Broad Street in Upper Gwinnett Township, an accident there. And then on the New Jersey Turnpike, we've got right lane construction set up northbound between 168 and Route 73. This traffic report brought to you by Ford. The Great American Sales Event is going on now at your local Ford store. Get great offers on their 2020 and 2021 Ford SUV shop online or hurry into their local Ford store ends March 2nd. And that's your traffic on 93.3 WMMR. All right. Thanks, Kev. Yeah, I did have one thing that uh, that kind of tied into uh, Leah being on. She's not an influencer, but she's definitely on social media. Yes. Uh, uh, personality and, and uh, a YouTube personality as well. But I saw this interesting article this morning about the most popular names of influencers, of social media influencers. And it was a uh, um, a poll that was done through it, uh, a website online, gambling.co. They looked at more than 500 influencer profiles on Instagram to find out what the most popular names are among them. So, okay, the people who are most likely to have success yes. influencing tend to have these names? Yeah, so the top five female names for influencers were Hannah, Chloe, Sophie, Sarah, and Rebecca. Huh. And uh, Hannah and Chloe were the most common, uh, with 50 influencer profiles associated with each time. Uh, and However, neither name commands the highest number of Instagram followers on average. The names Sophia, Sarah, and Rebecca all tied with 40 influencer accounts associated with each. Any and, explanation as to why that is? Not or really. Do they simply associate them with, uh, you know, uh, Maybe. people that they think are famous or... It's 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 such a haphazard sort of thing. Yep. Uh, but here's the deal. Influencers with the name Rebecca were most followed overall with 5.58 million Instagram followers on average. <laughs> Jesus on Christ. On a- average? That's so, insane. Mm. How, what about Ethel? Uh, <laughs> there needs to be more Ethel. Sophie with 3.38 million followers on average, while Sarah had 1.79 million followers how on average. How about you, Ethel? You need to try this douche. I'm wondering how, you know, how they how they take off, how how it happens where it just, boom, it's, starts It's, it's got to be harder than ever now. You, you've just, throughout this, the pandemic, I guarantee you, you've had an exponential increase in the amount of people providing content. So how do you rise to the top of that? Yeah. Now, we know for a fact that, that YouTube puts its... A finger on the scale for certain things, and 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 will she she like uh, Leah was talking about you know monetization. They'll demonetize sites. They'll 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 also minimize sites, 
and they'll they'll push things like I was you know I just finding out like with Twitter the stuff that is trending a lot of times Twitter is holding control over that manipulating that there's business okay. agreements that allow things to get so it it's You've got a lot of new people, and you've yeah. got the finger on the scale. But then people do make it through and get get a fandom out of the blue. Yeah. I wonder how that happens. Yeah, well, some of know. it's luck, some of it's hard work. I mean, you know, it's like uh, why are some musicians more successful than yeah. others? And and it's right place at the right time. But I mean, if you want to try to understand Instagram and and work it, you can. But the the algorithms are always changing. Sometimes, Steve, like you were just talking about, they can work against you despite yes. everything that you've tried to do. So, yep. I mean, my girlfriend's an artist, for example, right? She's an independent business person, and she uses Instagram to support her business. And and some days it works great for her, and other days it completely blows up in her face, and and she doesn't get the views that she's used to. It's this it and on top of all of it, it's new. I mean, yeah. this is a new economy based on um you know a technology that has not been around for that long. And so nobody it, quite understands why some things work better than others. And that's a lot of the reason a lot of times where where, where the content providers just get furious with YouTube, get sure. furious with Instagram, get furious because there's, there's no rhyme or at least no set rhyme or reason. It keeps fluctuating. And stop and think about it. If your whole livelihood depended on that, if you've, if you've converted it and gone all in and it could be eradicated with, you know, one way they have the algorithm po- pointing, you're going to go out of your mind. Yeah, but, I, you know, I guess I don't know if there's anything you can do about Change that. Change your it's... name to Hannah. Yeah, clearly. Could, right. Yeah, yeah. Or Sophia. Or Sophia. Hannah Sophia would be the perfect name to have. Uh, so for... That's going to be my new YouTube name, Hannah Sophia. So for males, the top names among influencers were Jamie, Tim, Jack, Eric, James, and Wayne. Hmm. Uh, Jamie Pud. Jamie was most common, uh, but didn't command the highest following on Instagram. I don't know who did that. I got to guess maybe Wayne. Who is? Do we have the stats on who? Who currently has? I mean, years ago, you you could say somebody like uh, PewDiePie or whatever had a uh, yeah. You know, was was at the top. But that's, well, which social media platform? Let's go with YouTube first. Who has the most YouTube subscribers? Still PewDiePie. Still no way, really. Yeah. I don't even know. Is is he a gamer? I don't know He's what a he gamer. does. Okay. Uh, <laughs> two was that two billion one hundred and ten million? Yeah. Results. It says here. What does that mean? No, that's not how many followers he has. He doesn't have two billion, does he? No. All right. Anyway, no. Nick's looking all. I that think up. he probably has six billion. Presidents. Six billion. <laughs> he oh, has the entire world. Earth. Yeah, okay. he's a he's an individual. Some of these other ones are um, uh, like conglomerations. Okay, so who? Which which individual person has the most YouTube subscribers? It's, it's PewDiePie. That's what that's what I'm saying. There, there are others who will have more than him, but they are not individuals. So uh, T series, YouTube movies, and music. Hundred eight million. Sorry, that's insane. Hundred eight million is what he's got. Hundred eight million. Lot. That's, that's a lot. And that's on YouTube, yeah. So, uh, and, and that's where you're making direct money from that. And, and that's why they can uh, sometimes... I mean, when like, they, when they do crazy money. Well, when they, and when they do charity um, uh, fundraisers, like, they can raise a couple million in right. split seconds. It's crazy how, how much of a reach they have. Who on my Instagram? Daughter, my daughter watches a lot of YouTubers. I don't know which ones now that she's into, but... Does she subscribe to your channel? Like, when they knew... No. Like when it when a new video comes out, yeah. uh, like she knows when it's going to happen, uh. and and tries to be one of the first ones to watch it because that's a thing too. Is oh it my gosh, okay? First to comment. Yes. Yeah, stuff like that. If, yeah. if you're within the first, it's kind of a, a, a deal, I guess. So. Oh, I get the... See, I still get the alerts on my phone just so I know what he's watching. And, uh, yeah, I'll get the updates that, you know, so-and-so 
whatever has, has released a new video or it's coming out in I do, two I, days. I whatever. get my notifications. I, but I, there's a fair amount of stuff that I subscribe to. That it's all, mostly all movie related. It's all you know, like like um, uh, and, and and geeky stuff. Oh, you ours know. is all people playing video games. I don't. I, <laughs> yeah. I just he loves it so much, and I just don't get it. And these people have like. I mean, he, the the one guy that he follows, I can't I can't remember his name at this time, but um, he, the guy that's his life. That, that he, I think he was sure. a former something soccer player, or I, I don't know, uh, yeah, something biking or something like that. And then he he had a it, real job yeah. before this. I guarantee <laughs> like you, semi. Well, and well, it's and like now in- he plays video games with his two young sons, and and the guy is a millionaire. Well, have you watched? Uh, did you watch Mythic Quest? The uh, the Rob McElhaney? The, yeah. The, yeah. There there is a kid in that series who is basically all he is the one. They need that kid to give the thumbs up to the game, right? Uh, right. Or else it's it's over. Hey, we got our own YouTube star sitting right across the glass over there, Nick yeah. Murphy. Yeah. Yeah. They got, yeah. Uh, Murph, can you come in here a second, if you don't mind? Come um, on. Uh, uh, kind of a uh, slum it for a bit on the radio. With yes. Uh, if you don't wait, mind. While and you better have a plane story, too. While he's walking in, uh, I just remembered who was. It's FGTV is the, the one that Jace follows and the guy that he was a former something and now is a YouTube star. Right. And he just and plays he, video whole, games his gimmick with is, his kids. He plays with his kids. He has, he's got toys in Target. Murph, how many uh, how many subscribers does Continue have now? Uh, we have over 200,000. It like fluctuates. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So Continue is... is is the channel correct? Yeah, it's a continue um, show technically. Okay, continue so there, show. there are multiple, um, multiple separate shows or just one show? Uh, continues the main one. We did okay. some variations over the years where we right. play like longer stuff, um, but mostly we just kind of pared back and now we just do just the main show on, on Wednesday. Every Wednesday we put out a new. Episode. How long you been doing it? We've been doing it for ten years now. Okay, and wow. how many people are associated with? Because I know it's you and Josh and Paul, but yeah. is there anybody else that you have to split the paychecks with? Uh, over the year, we hired uh, a couple different editors to help us like edit some of the stuff over the years, um, and then we uh, we hire somebody that that edits our podcast for us. Okay, um, yeah, we're doing all right. So yeah, so I mean, is, is the, I mean, for Paul and Josh, that this is their main job. No yeah. kidding. Yeah, yeah. Wow, yeah. and it's just gravy for you. Uh yeah, you know pays uh <laughs> pays off. It's a good thing. Bills. Well, listen, yeah. I think this is putting away money for Desmond for college. Which good, is nice. All right, selfishly, this probably works out in our favor because you don't need this job here. At, at, right? I mean, <laughs> I enjoy this job. It's yeah. nice. It's nice to have a, a healthcare option, which is nice. <laughs> you guys were able to build a following through really good content. But w- yeah. what was the best way to promote your content? Would you yeah. do it with social media, or would you do it on the YouTube channel itself? Uh, the YouTube channel itself. Uh, when we started early on. Like YouTube was all about like collaborating with people, so like you had a following and I had a following, and my followers would check you out, and they, that that was the best way for us to build it up. And now like it, we don't make that much from ads; we make like barely any. We get most of our money through uh, this site called Patreon, yes, where people like subscribe to you, and they they're basically paying you to make content right on the regular, which is great. Patreon's a big wow. thing. Mm-hmm. So and then yeah. they you see like uh, and that all breaks down into there's obviously the more salacious or the like the OnlyFans stuff. Uh, which there's well, a, we do that too. Yeah, you do. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. Yes, of course. This you is do. my nutsack. Yeah. After I'm done with Zelda, I'm going to show you my nutsack. Uh, well, the- I've got I, on on my little drum YouTube channel. I have 2,640 subscribers. That's enough to monetize. Yeah, you know, like Leah said, you can have a thousand. 
but I use all copyrighted material. Oh, you're out. Oh, you're oh, out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I can't get squat no. from that. I just do it for fun anyway. You know, but it's not copyrighted. If I could make some money, I'd make some money on it. Then show them you're not saying. That's yes, all you're That's true, yeah. too, right? You need to start yeah, doing originals. Yeah. Yeah. Let me eat that. <laughs> Love that. People always say, well, yeah. Well, you know, we, yeah, we, we, we do a, we actually do a lot of content on the show. It's kind of where we save our content for it. It's, it's a, uh, it's, I mean, there's so much, you have to also live in are, addition to creating content. Are you guys at uh, Continue Show Rigid with your uh, schedule and, and making sure that you have a show like every week or yeah. something along those lines? Okay. Yeah, we made sure early on we were like, look, if we're going to do this, Wednesday's got to be the day and there okay. can be no circumstance that we miss it. That's just okay. like. Even vacation? We, uh, even vacation. I mean, I got married and took like a road trip and stuff. And we, we early on, I was editing a lot of it. And now we rotate and kind of now it's just like the three of us. We kind of paired back this year to just like rotate editing the episode every week. Right. And how long is each episode? Uh, I mean, we play the game for like 30 minutes or so, yeah. 40 minutes. And then we usually chop the episode down to like 20-ish is kind of what we Just a good for. YouTube length. Yeah. yeah I mean, they, some they, people just do like long plays of like you know, hours of content, but like we, we like to like finesse it and make it interesting. Right. How important is it then when setting up the video that, that you, you put the, the, the proper tags and do all these extra little things that you need to do to make sure that it gets out there into the world. It's super important. We're terrible at it and we don't do any of that. It's hard, <laughs> it's, man. It's, I went through some of it and I'm like, I'm not doing that. That's yeah. just, that's too much work for me. I've had a people like reach out and they're like, Oh, you can get better you know, SEO. If you did this, it's like, dude, yeah, you, I just want to make stuff, man. I don't want to <laughs> get bogged down and like, you are like the most, laid yeah. back dude I've ever met. <laughs> this, is when they, this is when you say, yeah, and you, and you can kiss my ass. Yeah. yeah. It, it, there there oh, is so much minutia. But listen, if, it, if it's if it's working at this level, that's all you need. Yeah, yep. man, we just want to have you fun. Know. I mean, it, 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 listen, PewDiePie has his whole thing, but then again, he has to be PewDiePie every day. So. Yeah. Steve, you had asked about Instagram, by the way. Cristiano Ronaldo has the most. He has 263 million followers. Ariana Grande second with 222 million. And then Nicki Minaj. As 130 million, and then uh, Nick Murphy right after that, Nick right? Murphy, yeah, right. number three, five thousand. Uh, so check out Continue Show on uh, YouTube. That's great. It's yeah. awesome. Guy, yeah. And search Preston Elliott while you're at it too. If you yes, want to subscribe, to that click that little bell, man. Do it. <laughs> All right, thank you, Nick Murphy. <laughs> uh, we're going to take a break, and we're going to come back in just a moment or two. We do have some bizarre file stories. I have one. Man, I'm almost thinking about saving this for tomorrow. Really? Yeah. Really? Yeah, for a, an, an earlier... Uh, I don't know. We'll figure it out. We'll come back in a moment. Stay with us, okay? MMR spotlights the best rock in Philadelphia with Jackson's Local Shots. That's right. And this month's band is Stereo League. I'll be in the bright lights Spinning around to those summer night sounds Stereo League. Your local shots artist of the month. Check them out every Wednesday at 6.30 right here on the Mighty MMR. And you can hear and see more now at WMMR.com. Keyword, local shots. Sponsored by Family and Company Jewelers. Find a band that rocks her world at Family. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. Philly. Now, <laughs> WMMR presents Bizarre. Kristen and Steve's Bizarre Final. All right, I got uh, these stories. I'm, there's one I'm going to save for tomorrow morning. All right. I'm just going right, to tell you that, that way. You'll need, to, you'll need to tune in for this one that I'm really excited to share with you. But in the meantime, I have some other really good ones like this. And we're going to start with Russian activist and performance artist Peter uh, Davidjenko was taken to a Brussels police station on Wednesday after returning to the scene of a demonstration in which he made good on a promise to eat a live bat outside oh, of the European Parliament. Eating it's the a bat. tribute to Ozzy. 
eating the bat was intended as an act of protest against what he calls an unjust distribution of the coronavirus vaccine. <laughs> so he ate the bat. So I'll eat a bat. Sure. Uh, police, a live bat. All right. So police confirm. Poor bat. Yeah. That uh, David Chanko who had eaten the bat before the announced time of noon in order to avoid being prevented from completing his act of protest, was taken in... I just saw (laughs) two guys get in the ring and eat a bat. (laughs) But I didn't want to eat no bat, and I know you not know what eat no bat more, no. (laughs) Uh, He was taken in custody when when he returned to Parliament to issue a statement. Did he boil the bat? No, dude, he ate it alive. To me, knowing all we know, that could be bad for you. David Janko said the police were waiting for my arrival. How do you like your bat, Rust? (laughs) They identified me by my corporate branding. Oh, corporate branding. Well, it's a tattoo on his forehead. It's a Pfizer tattoo (laughs) on his forehead. I kid you not. Huh. He said a signature that has come to the uh, that has uh, come to represent false hope for millions of poor people around the world. Uh, David Janko says that he was stripped and searched for the bat that he had already eaten. Where is the bat? But he defended his protest. He said to those deeply hurt and offended by my action, I suggest that you aim your hatred and anger at a bigger threat. The EU takes millions in lobbying money from the pharmaceutical companies every year. The companies that make government-funded drugs unaffordable to the national health services, the companies that spend more on marketing than they do on research, the companies that will only cure your sickness if you are rich enough. So I'll eat a bat. (laughs) You know, you ate the bat. You're making us rethink our policies. Yeah, right? Exactly. You know, normally we would not listen to you, (laughs) but the very fact that you ate the bat, yeah, let's talk. Right. A highly significant and rare carved Roman phallus has been discovered by archaeologists working on finds uh, unearthed during a major road upgrade. It was found on a broken broken millstone by experts along the route of the A1, the A14 in uh, Cambridgeshire. How big was this uh, carved uh, phallus? Uh, it's on a millstone, so okay. about as big around as you can put your arms. But it's a it's a penis. Yeah. Uh, I love a penis you can put your arms around. It has uh, only just been put back together. Archaeologists said that it was one of only four known examples of Romano-British millstones ah. decorated this way uh, during the highways. Uh, they were legendary car. Uh, Penis carving family, the Romanos. The Romanos, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, during work on highways, more than 300 kerns uh, or hand mills and millstones were recovered by archaeologists. The stone, which recently revealed its genital markings, had been preserved by being reserved uh, and adapted for use as a bedstone after being initially broken. Mm. Uh, decorated kerns and millstones. Of any date are extremely rare, with around four such Roman millstones discovered around. Uh, a total of 20,000 nationwide. They said that the phallic images, the penis, yes. were seen as an important image of strength and virility in the Roman world, with it being common practice for legionnaires to wear a phallus amulet. Uh, so it's it's a penis necklace. It's fabulous. Wear, much, uh, which would give them good luck. Stephen be- Singer sells those. Before battle, yes. The millstone is an important... Julius Singer. ...is important as it adds to the evidence for such... Images for Roman Britain. Didn't you say we exposed a story a while ago that actually the smaller phallus was considered des- desirable? Yes, in ancient cultures like Rome. You are correct about that, Steve. Right. I do remember that story a little while back. Wow. 
Uh, so anyhow, they found this ancient penis, and apparently it's a... It's, a, it's all a the rage. Find. Yeah, exactly. Federal agencies, $2.82 million worth of cocaine-coated <clears throat> cornflakes. Actually, it's pretty brilliant. Yeah, honestly, if you were going to cover it, yep. it would be hard to know. Yep. We know that they're great. Yep. Tony tells us. He's a really but great. Na- now we know why he's so amped up. Officers in Cincinnati intercepted a large shipment of cereal that was headed for... really great! ...to a private residence in Hong Kong from South America. Officers opened the box and saw cereal with white powder with flakes coated in a grayish substance. They're really great, man. Uh, they tested the flakes, and the substance they found was cocaine. Wow. Uh, the shipment had 44 pounds of cocaine-coated cornflakes. The agency said, noting that its street value could be upwards of $2.82 million. To be honest, I would go with Frosted Mini Weights because they have the sugar caked on a lot more yeah, than Frosted a lot Mini Weights. Yeah. You're correct, yes. Well, health officials say two women dressed up as elderly women and went to a vaccine distribution site in an effort to get <laughs> vaccinated in Florida. Body camera uh, footage showed the two women as they went to the Orange County Convention Center vaccine site. The women were wearing bonnets and gloves. Bonnets. How do old women dress? <laughs> and bonnets and gloves. They also had already received their first doses, so it appears their efforts were successful. We the have first our time tickets around. to the Michael Bublé concert. Listen, they would have to wear gloves because yeah. hands are a telltale oh, absolutely. sign of age. No question. Uh, the county has been uh, running the site and doing 2,500 appointments a day, vaccinating people 65 and older. Uh, some fire rescue workers who were helping screen and check in people for uh, vaccines noticed something fishy, and the sheriff's office got involved. Uh, the women were not charged, but they were cited for trespassing in the incident. It was the yoga pants they gave them away. It must have been. <laughs> Uh, all right, one more story, and then we will wrap it up with this. In Florida, a man is accused of burglarizing homes of the recently deceased or families attending funerals. This is horrible. Deputies arrested Ronald Rose for at least 10 burglaries, and they believe there could be more victims in other counties. A string of burglaries happened between October 1st and February 8th this year. A detective investigating one of the burglaries noted that there were at least nine other break-ins at homes where the victim was at a funeral that had been publicly noted in an obituary. Uh, In each case, the thief targets jewelry, coins, silver, and guns. Investigators said Rose admitted to one of the burglaries during questioning. Items from the nine uh, of other uh, of the from the other nine burglaries were found inside the man's home and in his vehicle, which is a Cadillac CTS, and it matched witness descriptions of the car used in some of the break-ins. Horrible. That's why I told my wife, if I pass away, bury me in the backyard. Uh, some I of don't the want to leave the house. Items found in Rose's home have not been reportedly stolen by the ten victims, leading de- detectives to believe that there may be other victims. So this mm. this guy took advantage. Someone's at their lowest. Yeah. And that is what we have in the Bizarre File for you. Let's take another break. We shall return shortly. Don't forget New Word of the Week prize this week, 500 bucks. You want a chance to win it. And before we get that, we have a lesson, question, trash, music, news. It's on the way. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Stream WMMR anywhere you have an internet connection. Check out the mobile app or go to WMMR.com. You'll figure it out from there. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Yeah, I'm done. I know Casey said a little while back January is his least favorite month for oh. me. It's February. February. By, the time, by the time we get to here, I'm like, okay. Enough. Okay, okay. You I've suck. Mm-hmm. I'm glad you're 28 days. <laughs> right, right, exactly. Eat me. Exactly. Yeah. Well, we are a month, less than a month away from spring and, like, and just uh, a few weeks away from Memorial Day. 
Uh-huh. Stuff is right around the corner, which oh, yeah. is cool. Yeah. Oh, yes. yeah. Uh, but in the meantime, we get a little bit of this weather to deal with, and uh, we're going to be warming up, though. Tomorrow's high 44 and then 56 on Wednesday. That's so good. Warmest day of the week. It'll be cooling off a little bit after that, but uh, it should have an impact on a lot of the snow uh, that we see on the ground currently. We're going to do today's lesson question. We are going to ask you to call if you know the answer to it, and if you get it correct, we are going to give you a $100 Visa gift card. That's pretty awesome. So the question that I have for you this morning is, which sitcom will feature both Ronald and Rugen Reagan? <laughs> 215-263-WMMR. Which, which sitcom will feature both Ronald and Rugen Reagan? I love this. Rugen Reagan. Reagan. I love the way that rolls. 215-263-WMMR. While you call, we do this. The trash business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. All right, let's go to it. Steve, what's happening this morning? Uh, so much. The Kardashian matriarch, Kris Jenner, she's getting into the beauty business by launching both Kris Jenner Beauty and Kris Jenner Skin. Chris says her cosmetics will differ from her daughter's products and that her stuff must be applied with a putty knife. Because hey! <laughs> it's thick. Former Ray Donovan star Octavius Johnson arrested after he threw a fire extinguisher at a female jogger. Johnson says the incident was a misunderstanding and he was just trying to start an old-fashioned fire extinguisher fight. <laughs> oh, my God. And finally, we heard about this before. Army Hammer's ex-girlfriend, Paige Lorenz, telling Dr. Oz that after an incident in which Hammer carved the letter A above her pubic area, he then licked the blood off the wound. Lorenz says she was so shocked that she stormed right out of the Pizza Hut. Alright, let's see if you know the answer to this question. What is the sitcom that will feature both Ronald and Rugen Reagan? 215-263. It's worth just asking the question. WMMR and it is Sean that we go to for the answer. Hey, Sean, good morning. Hey, guys, good morning. Good morning. Alright, so uh, what's the name of the sitcom that will feature both Ronald and Rugen Reagan? My two Reagan. You got it, Sean. <laughs> Hang on the line, Sean, because we have a $100 Visa gift card for you. Don't miss the two-hour premiere event of Superman and Lois on The CW. A special 90-minute series premiere of Superman and Lois is followed by the one-time broadcast of an all-new special, Superman and Lois Legacy of Hope. You can catch it tomorrow night at 8 p.m. only on The CW Philly. I'm curious to see this. Yeah. This is, you know... uh, Dipping back into the Superman realm as a series. Yeah. All right, time for music news. Here we go. Now, Preston and Steve's Music News on 93.3 WMMR. <laughs> music News this morning brought to you by Salus University. Salus University offers some of the fastest growing and highest paid health professions in the country, including optometry, audiology, and speech language pathology. Salus University, the future of health science since 1919. Uh, to apply, visit salus.edu. Hey, it's been 30 years since the Black Crows released Shake Your Money Maker, and this week they'll do it again. Uh, the band founders, brothers Rich and Chris Robinson, oversaw the creation of that re-release. Uh, it will include four LPs and 30 CD Super Deluxe versions of the original album, all remastered. Uh, along with that, there are three never-before-heard studio recordings, as well as two unreleased demos from the band's early days when they were known as Mr. Crow's Garden. Did their tour have to wrap up 
early because of COVID? Remember they were out yeah, on tour? Yeah, the brothers were doing that. You know what? I don't remember, Steve. And I wonder if that put the premature end date on that because yeah. that was, they. by my mind, they just sort of started that. Yeah, yeah. Not unless it was a really limited tour schedule. Uh, it's a good question. Not really don't know the answer to that. It's wild that that's thir- that is 30 years that that album is out. I, I remember clearly the first time uh, that because I, I saw the video of Hard yeah. to Handle, and I didn't hear the song. I saw the video first, and I was like, who the hell are these guys? The Black <laughs> Crows, you know? And <laughs> Crows are birds. There you go. Another part of the special anniversary edition is a 14-song unreleased concert from their hometown of Atlanta, Georgia, recorded in 1990. Uh, one of the previously unheard studio songs, Charming Mess, which originally slated to be the band's first single, uh, but was ultimately left off the album entirely, is available now. It has also been released as video. The re-release of the band's multi-platinum debut will be available in multiple formats beginning Friday, February 26th. On Saturday, Green Day premiered the new song and video for Here Comes the Shock. We had it here on MMR. Yes. It features punk rock aerobics instructor Hilkin Mancini as the only person in the video. It was originally scheduled to premiere as part of the National Hockey League's matchup between uh, the Colorado Avalanche and Las Vegas Golden Knights, but bad weather forced the postponement of the game, so the band released it online instead. Uh, the This marks Green Day's first new music release since last year's album, Father of All. Metallica live-streamed performance was muted at the BlizzCon video game conference over the weekend. It was the first time the band had played the conference since 2014, and it was memorable for all the wrong reasons. A few seconds into the Twitch stream event of the event... Their music faded out and was replaced by computerized folk music instead, <laughs> yet you could still see Metallica playing. Did you watch any of the video? No. I was howling. Yeah. So they're there. They've got their Metallica, we're serious rockers' faces on, and you're hearing this basically almost video game slash elevator music coming right. out. Right. Uh, as fans watch online, they quickly flock to Twitter with outrage, pointing the finger at Twitch. In recent years, Twitch has cracked down on the use of copyrighted audio and its platform under the Digital Millennium Copyright Act. In some cases, accounts have been blocked or banned entirely for the use of music that they did not own the rights for. Uh, If you want to see it for yourself, Loudwire.com posted it online. Uh, An audio interview from 1976 with Bon Scott uh, surfaced online, and it reveals how he wound up in ACDC. He was working for an agency and his job was to chauffeur bands to gigs around town for 10 bucks a night. ACDC was the first band that he drove. He said, they knew that I was sort of a screamer and they knew I was out of work and they hated the guy they had singing for them, so they offered me a job. He said, I always knew I was something other than a worker. Uh, bon Scott, of course, died at the age of 31, 41 years ago uh, just this past uh, February 19th. It was cirrhosis, right? Uh, no, he died. Was he the one that froze to death in his car? Uh, oh, jeez. I think so. Uh, who got drunk and passed um, out in his car and it was Booze cold. related, yeah. It's oh, horrible. it was definitely booze related. Yeah, yeah he, was, he was a hardcore drinker. Nick, you'll have to look that up. I've, some of these tragic early deaths... I've forgotten who yeah. overdosed, who choked on their vomit, who... Mama Cash choked on her vomit. ...froze to death, but, and so did Jimi Hendrix. Yeah. Um, you know, so... Yeah, that's... Okay. Because the, the legend is that she choked on a ham sandwich. sandwich. Yeah, yeah. 
But yeah, you know what? There's a lot of those become right. they become altered though. You know, yeah. whatever's trendy, whatever the trendy way to die. Nick, does it say here? Well, there's a lot of different uh, conflicting reports, inconsistencies in media accounts of the death. Uh, and the effective disappearance of, uh, I guess, of a witness led to conspiracy theories like that uh, Scott was killed by exhaust fumes, redirected into the car, or by a heroin overdose. He was drunk uh, at the time of his passing, though. He'd been drinking heavily the night before. Yeah, the official report of the coroner concluded that he died of acute alcohol poisoning. So he had drank too much in that one <laughs> drinking session. They classified it as death by misadventure. Wow. Yeah, it was uh, 30, no, 41 years ago uh, this weekend, uh, February 18th, 1980. And by the way, so this this interview that surfaced was a young journalist uh, named Ray Lancaster who was interviewing him for a school paper at the time. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, and then one last story, and this is from uh, Hailstorm's Lizzie Hale. She's praising actual live performance in a new social media post. On Saturday, she wrote in part to perform a live rock show. No tracks, no click, no lip syncing, no trickery is the most real pure feeling that you can get in this life. I encourage every young musician to expose themselves in this way. Know what it's like to have the room depend on you to elevate it. Uh, Hale ended it by saying, if you can do all these things and then make it uh, to playing uh, to stadiums and major festivals, that feeling is an intangible void that cannot be filled with anything on this earth. Tarantula. So, tarantula. (laughs) There you go. That's what I have in music news. Uh, Let's take a break. Come back in a second. Get ready to get you that first letter that might get you 500 bucks for a letter of the day. Word of the week prize. We'll see what Pierre's got cooking for the day as well. Returning shortly. Are you an MMR VIP? Sign up for free at WMMR.com for access to VIP contests, special deals, and to be the first to know about important stuff. It's like having an MMR backstage pass without having to do something nasty to get it. (laughs) Can I tell you something? Yes. During the commercial break, I ran out, and uh, I just was so excited to see the snow. And I ran out. (laughs) Just run around. It's snowing. Couldn't believe it. Open your mouth and get some snow. It's so long without it. (laughs) (laughs) We went, you know, I'd said... um, told you guys earlier, we bought a uh, shore house, and, yes. and we bought it in the winter. So right. we've been going down, and we've been doing the beach in, in the winter. You enjoying There's it? There's no snow down that way. There's no oh. snow on the ground. Yeah. And it's been nice just to not see snow on the ground. So uh, that, There's water out there, right? There's water out yeah. there, but I mean, just on the ground. In, anywhere, yeah. there's, there's none down there. So... Uh, we're going to get to experience that here hopefully shortly because warmer temperatures are going to be taking place through the day. There's going to be rain coming. Rain helps kind of move that snow along quickly. Uh, and then we'll have, by the time we get to Wednesday, it's going to be mid-50s. So I'm hoping this stuff is going to melt off. So what's the temperature today? It high. is 38 is the high. 38. So we'll be up in the 50s. So we're in yeah 20-degree increments. By the weekend, we'll be at like 120. Yeah, somewhere <laughs> around 120 degrees. Yeah. Yeah, should be good. Yeah. God, I hope so. Yeah. Uh, no, but uh, warmer weather on the way. And uh, yeah, we'll, we'll get a little break from the snow, which would be great. Um, I would like to thank Leah for being our guest on the show. Yeah. Uh, Leah Hadzakis, uh, who is a YouTuber. Her and her uh, YouTube partner, Joel, have this really cool thing where they compare... Um, uh, American and, and uh, British cultures, and uh, we had met with those two when we went to England to do our show a couple of years ago. She's adorable, man. She is. Getting a lot of good reaction. People just loving listening to her speak. She's a lot of fun. She's yeah. a really cute girl. Yeah, uh, and and we just like her. So uh, it was it was good to uh, to check in with her, and uh, and the audio sounded fantastic. We we're using kind of a new system to try and test that out a bit. So uh, hopefully we'll be. Uh, doing more of that, but uh, check out her YouTube channel. Leah. In fact, I'm sure we've got links on PrestonSteve.com for you to go and, and her social media 
as well. Um, and that's all the thank yous. That's the only guest we had this morning. And Bill Burns, who came in from oh, sales. Oh, yeah, Burnsy yeah. popped Dick Murphy. In. Tell us about a... Uh, um, a seat that caught on fire on a flight that he was on once. That's time. right, yes. And, uh, yeah, and, and uh, Nick Murphy giving us uh, the background. About how he set a seat on fire on a plane one time. <laughs> it's like to be a uh, talented YouTuber. Yeah. All right, we need to do the letter of the day, and I guess we're going to handle that case. You ready? Yep. All right, here we go. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Now, the Daily Letter. The Preston and Steve Show is brought to you today by the letter. L, as in London. You sound right. like you're from London. All right, so we have five letters put together to make word, and the prize will be $500, which we'll give away on Friday. It's part of a T-Mobile 5G Fridays that are taking place where T-Mobile is giving away 5Gs in the name of speed Whoa. with the Preston and Steve Show. So for another shot at $500, click contest WMMR.com and enter to win one of five $500 online prizes. T-Mobile is the first to bring 5G speeds to cities and towns across America. Coverage and speed, who says you can't have it all? T-Mobile, are you with us? So, like I said, we'll give that away on Friday, which is uh, a wonderful thing. I would like to thank the sponsors of this very program. The President Steve Show brought to you today by Acme Markets, Fresh Foods, Local Flavors. And also by Duncan, the official coffee of the Preston and Steve Show. And by Citadel Credit Union, committed to building strength together to build a better future uh, for us all. Tomorrow on the program, oh, we're going to have a guy who is doing an all-beer fast for Lent. Yes. you got to have respect for somebody like that. That's what Jesus told us to do. Uh, That's all he's going to do is drink beer for the next uh, 40-some-odd days. So (laughs) What can go wrong? We'll talk to him uh, tomorrow, and we'll find a few other things to get into. That's it. We're done. Rage on. Have a great day, and we shall see you tomorrow, friend. Bye-bye. The Preston and Steve Small Business Love You, Help You line. Hey, this is David from JD Power Washing, providing pressure washing and window cleaning services for Philadelphia and all of the surrounding counties. We're family-owned and operated, starting our fourth year of business. Check us out at jdpowerwashing.com and mention WMMR to receive 15% off your first service. Thanks. Next message. Thank you, President Steve and WMMR. My name is Vito Las Brigado. I am a certified health coach and nutritionist in the South Jersey area. I provide custom analysis for individual needs, and I can help someone and my clients get to the goals that they're looking to accomplish. My comprehensive program can be found at vitoswellness.com. That is V-I-T-O-S wellness.com. Thank you so much. The Love You, Help You line. Shop local because small business needs our help. Find out more at PrestonAndSteve.com. 93.3 WMMR. Putting Philly first. Sponsored by DellAutoGroup.com, where Jack really does sell them for less.